And we're live, Freedom Friday. What's going on, fellas? Welcome Jones. back. Welcome, welcome back. It's another fun Friday. We got a lot to talk about. I know Alan's been a little MIA. He's been busy doing a ton of other shows, but we got two special guests joining us today. Well, one right now because the other guy is not not technical technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. He lives lives in the zone of low technology, as I like to say. Anywhere that he is, he just saps power out of things. Must be around here, actually. I'm James, and uh, that's Alan. Every Freedom Friday, we're here to gangbang on the government. <laughs> have some fun. And uh, <laughs> we got one half of the the guys from the two doomed men. Hopefully, the captain will be joining us. But welcome to the show, Skags. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you guys for having me. I'm uh, happy to be here on Freedom Friday. It couldn't be a better weekend to be here on Freedom Friday, although I am back at work. Unfortunately, because we're all having technical difficulties, I had to run my ass back over where I could get some internet and uh, power because Northern Connecticut. Not yet, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It must be Putin. Yeah, it's got to be Putin. When in doubt, blame Putin or Orange Man. The only two options. Got to be Putin. You know, the the electric factory stopped making electric, something like that. Who knows? Yep, they didn't. They didn't buy enough electricity from Russia. (laughs) I had a. I was worried about technical difficulties. How it works, right? We had a storm. We had a storm roll through Ryan. That's why I asked, and you know, just not too far from you. Whatever, and it is what it is. This this is what happens when you do live shows. You have technical technical difficulties. Hopefully, Facebook. We're talking to you. We're yeah, talking fuck, to you. Fuck Facebook. I'm still in Facebook jail. Well, I'm I'm in. I'm actually no. I'm sorry. I'm in a Facebook halfway house because it's so weird. This is the weirdest Facebook jail sentence I've ever had in my Facebook fugitive career because I can post, but I can't post pictures or videos or go live, but I can type out posts and share links. So I'm calling that I'm in a Facebook halfway house right now for another like 18 All right. minutes. It's like you got an ankle bracelet on right now right. and you can't really do much. It's, it's yeah. a Facebook hostile. You could do some things. You could do some things, but you can't do everything that you want. No. Uh, no. So so you're in you got an ankle bracelet on right now, Alan. But that's all right. So you I had the stupidest situation happen to me today on Facebook. I was talking to a good buddy of mine. He's he's my friend, just like Chris is my friend. Um, and we were we were talking a little bit about politicians and the uh, the primary that we just had here in New York. And I was going back and forth with him. I told him I was going to slap him upside the head. I commented that on his on his thing. Uh-huh. I got a notification a couple minutes later saying that you know I've gotten a warning from Facebook and my my. Uh, my comment has been disabled and removed, et cetera. If I do another one, I'm going to get banned. This is my personal Facebook account where I don't really ever get political. I try and keep that separate from the political discourse. And bam, just like a little friendly, you know, messing around with my buddy. And immediately they want to try and ban me for making a – obviously, I'm not going to really slap him upside the head. Did it say bullying? I, I mean, maybe I will, but what's that? Did it say bullying or violence? Like yeah, the it's, a, it's a targeted harassment, bullying, violence – that you know that my comment was promoting that or some shit like that. And no, it's ridiculous. Facebook, Facebook sucks. They nuked my personal account. I wish I still had. I wish I had the photos. That's what I wish I had more than anything. Same thing that happened with me. And then they fuck you. And they so I I, I started on in Facebook in uh, was it 2008. And then of course you know when I started getting more vocal politically and starting my podcast. Of course, shortly after they nuked my personal account. And that was the same thing as I had all of these photos. I had photos of everything. I mean, like when I got yeah. my 
my my my dog at nine weeks old, trips to Ireland, all this shit. And then they then they fuck you and they tell you, hey, you have 30 days to download everything. And then I'm trying desperately to download everything and it's not letting me download anything. They didn't even give me that option. They told me they told me if I want to appeal, I have to send a photo ID to appeal. I was oh. like, I'm not giving you guys my photo ID. What are you out of your damn minds? Like what? Yeah. yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, they're really fucked up, Facebook. Um, uh, you guys go hard in the paint, though, I have to say. What are you guys not banned on, honestly? Like, I try and be tactical with what I post and talk about politically, like here and there, like when we're on YouTube or when I'm on Facebook. I, I try and keep Facebook. How many produced. shows How many shows have you had banned on YouTube? Just the one. Just the it's, one that you were on. That's it. It's just been a year. Yo, it's so wild, man. It's so wild. And then I was all because I don't I don't post on on YouTube anymore, but I just let it sit up there. Right. I think like I probably I think I'm up to like a episode 168, I think. And I think it was like episode 120 something. I stopped going on there. Episode 84. I had James on and it stayed up there up until like two weeks ago. All of a sudden they took it down and gave me a strike after my second strike expired, like two months after it expired, they took the James episode down and it's been up there for almost a year and then gave me a strike. James, so why do I get the, why do I get the Alex Jones treatment on YouTube? Like, I don't understand. Like wow. I'm just a fucking guy. Like I'm literally just a fucking, re- I'm I, I, like, I'm half retarded half the time. Like I'm, I'm open about it. Like <laughs> bro, somewhere in the fucking YouTube server room or wherever the fuck, like they've stored your name and we, the people radio, that like, your shit is stored on the algorithm. As soon as any mention of you guys come up. Yep, yeah. The logo. The logo, I think my name, uh, my face has been picked up. Uh, and it's really that's wild to me though. Like I'm I'm such a threat to YouTube. Like I'm just a regular dude. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of retarded. But hey, but none of your stuff's it's funny because all everything else is on Facebook. We live stream on Facebook. We, or the video is just up there and it lives there and it, it doesn't get taken down. Like Facebook has not taken any of my shows down. I've, well, my personal Facebook got removed. I know exactly what it got removed for. It was when the election happened and they were kicking the poll watchers out in Detroit and building, boarding up the windows in right. Wayne County. I shared that. It went viral. I got like 100,000 views. And then all of a sudden I woke up one morning and uh, my account has been suspended. I, no, no Facebook jail warning, no nothing. It was like, you're suspended. If you want to appeal, you have 30 days. Send in a photo ID and you can appeal. I was like, yeah, get fucked. I'm not, yeah. I'm not giving you my photo ID. Um, and then our, our regular sh- uh, thing got deleted. And the same time our first Instagram got deleted. So we made another one. And it kind of just stayed up in limbo when my personal got... Because uh, I had no access. I couldn't use the app. They They huh. took my my INEI number. So when I got a new phone, now I was able to access the app and now I can use uh, my pages finally. But that's how far they go. Like my phone was completely banned from using the Facebook app. I could create an account on somebody else's phone or somebody on, on another another computer. I'd log in on my laptop on my phone and it would get deleted immediately. It's wild, man. It's a technological age. You know, they could reach you and ban you and get to you everywhere now. Like, there's really no privacy anymore. Even if you, you know, you'd have to go deep out into the woods, the boondocks or something like that, and just be completely isolated. That's the only way you're going to get any privacy anymore. 
Hold on, boys. I, I think I think I think we got I think we got Chris. I think we got Chris back. Hold on. Let's see. Hold on a second. Oh, I think we're losing him again. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Chris. Can you with you hear us? me? There he is. Yeah. Can he you hear is. us? Oh. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can, we can hear you. I can hear you, but I don't think the video is going to come through. That's all right. We'll just look at a big dumb picture of you yeah. in front of a green screen. screen <laughs> your, that. Your, big, your big Goomba yeah. head. It, on my it's end, it is head. so laggy and just grainy. Yeah, it's it's, it's grainy on my yeah. end too, but it's all right. I can hear you guys clear. Oh, so. no, no, Am I coming through no, or, or is it coming through lag? Time out, time out. So the, the feed on the actual live feed comes in clear. Every like my feed is super blurry right now as I'm looking at you yeah. guys because the way the program works, it sends the clearest feed out to the live. So we're everything okay. that we're seeing right now is blurry. I don't think cares about the production. Can you hear us? Did we, yeah, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we, actual time? We uh, I don't know if it's actual time. I think it's, it's a, I think it's a little delayed. It remains, remains to be seen, but that's all right. Oh boy, that's a lag. <laughs> that's a lag. That's a lag. Oh my goodness! Chris, Chris is living in the in the past. Well, well, we'll fi- we'll fi- we'll figure it out. So, Skags, I want to. I want to. You know, we're talking about production, all this bullshit stuff. There's no point in even me talking. It's just a big delay. <laughs> all right, so you just you just sit there quietly and smile. I'm watching the live feed right now. I can see you look clear, pretty clear on the live feed. Yeah, he's all he's he he's all frozen though. All right, so we can hear you though. I think. That's All right. Well, this this is fucked, but uh, we digress. So as we were yeah, as, uh, about a minute after I said yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Shut the fuck shit. Up. All right. Shut the fuck. So, in any way, I I wanted to get Skags your. First of all, two doomed men, because you you have an interesting political perspective. I still can't figure it out. Which is I like. That's what I, one thing I like about you is you're. I'm not gonna, the word all over the place. Isn't isn't um, isn't right. How would you describe yourself politically? Oh, I'm an anarchist now. An anarchist. Yes. You're an anarchist. So you're you and yes. Sean you and Sean Chris see eye to eye then. Yes, we have. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I I know he is too. I've we definitely yeah. see eye to eye on a couple things. But man, I went through a hell of a fucking transformation the past uh, three years. Um, going from like a Bernie bro you know pro progressive socialist the thing to now what? being like fucking burden all down and i want to abolish every aspect of the fucking government you know down what? down to everything all right Time i out. want so you have to bring us through that as yeah, a bernie yes, bro yes, like yes, you, yes, then yes, you have you have to break you. down the last let's, three years and and how it's changed rewind a yeah. little bit let's bring yeah. bring us through the story like, how, well, yeah. i'm gonna chris I, i'm gonna change up the scenes just because you're you're completely frozen but we'll, we'll still be able to hear you i'm just gonna change it because it's uh you're you're completely you're completely frozen yeah, chi- chi- chime in we'll just just if you're I'm listening doing... right now just know he's a little delayed so if his yeah. his point that he adds is a little behind just remember what we were talking about a little earlier so And you sound good right now. It was a great yeah, time. Yeah, it was just, it was just, it, it was, for some reason, it was, it was lagging my whole control room when I had the, all four boxes up for whatever reason, but it got a little better now. So maybe it'll help with the, the non lag of the audio, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. All so right. Skags. Yes, Skags. We, we need, I need details. <laughs> I need details. I need to know how you went from Bernie bro 
socialist, like let's give the government more power, hands up, palms up crew to a full blown anarchist. Like that's a, like I wouldn't even consider myself an anarchist. Like I, and, and I, I hate government. Like I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. Right, and that's on, a crazy on. transformation. So, let's, so tell let's, us. Let's start with this. Hold on. Cause I, I want to know, maybe everyone has a different uh, definition. I don't even think I actually have one. Give us the definition, Skaggs, yours of, of, an, of an anarchist. Private property rights, non-aggression, and essentially just no government at all. At all. Those three things, yes. That is essentially mine. But there's a lot of different uh, versions of anar anarchy. You know, uh, I, I think I really got turned on to anarchy and really red-pilled by uh, Murray Rothbard who's a famous, like, libertarian anarchist, uh, you know, guy. And I read uh, Anatomy of the State, which really kind of, like, opened my eyes about, like, philosophy on just, like, the idea of a state in general. So that really had changed my mind the past couple of years. Go ahead, James. So gonna I, don't want, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because I want to sure. get into the philosophy of yeah. anarchism with you. I do. But I want to know how you started as a Bernie bro and then got to where you're at right now because that's a sure. that's a wild it transformation. Is, yeah. It is. Uh, it is. What, so, what was that process like? Like, give me details. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, I was younger, right? And I was obviously a little bit more naive. I was in college when I was a Bernie bro. Um, yep, indoctrination centers. Yeah, you know, to some extent. But at the time, I've, I've always been interested in politics before we started doing the podcast and everything. And I was always just didn't like what the government was doing, no matter who was the president or who was in charge or whatever. So Bernie came along and he started saying a lot of things that made sense. And he was kind of against the system to an extent back in, this is way back in 2016. So I liked what he was talking about. I liked that he seemed to be against the system. And you saw back in 2016 how basically the whole shit was fucking rigged against him, right? Yep. Uh, which is, yeah, yes, exactly. It's, it's comical now when you think about it, about how, you know, they claim that everything is the most secure election ever. You know, <laughs> all you go back. You know, we know for a fact that that was rigged. Like that's common, yeah. that's, that's a fact. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, that really turned me off at least against the establishment and, and the Democrats really started to, was the first thing was really started opening my eyes. Um, you know, we had four years of Trump. I'm not the biggest Trump fan, but I'm also, I never had Trump derangement syndrome or anything like that. Um, Bernie started to just fall in lockstep with the establishment, like everything he's, he stood for back in the day. He now is a completely opposite. He, you know, he's, you know, he, uh, he voted in favor of sending all that money to Ukraine. You know, it's he just got typical, typical Democrat socialist moves. It's, you know, tell you what you want to hear and then do the complete opposite. And we talk about the Republicans in the same way. They tell us what we want to hear and they do the complete opposite. Um, it's, you know, the story is old as time when it, when it comes to establishment politics. It's the uniparty, and they're all doing the same yeah. exact thing. It's just who you identify with really, you know, coming up. And I, I get that. A lot, of, a lot of young people in college felt that way when it came to Bernie Sanders. I, I always said if they, if they actually put Bernie Sanders up against Donald Trump, like that would be the one believable candidate that it was rigged against because he actually, to his credit, as much as I hated his ideals, ideas and what he wanted to do, uh, he had big crowds. Like he had a big supporting audience. As he did, yeah, he did. What's, what's the biggest thing that that I drew about Bernie Sanders that drew young college age people to him? I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. At least from my perspective, what I thought of Bernie Sanders was like: look, the government spends all this money 
Bernie represented a like a reprioritization of what the government's going to spend its money on from death and destruction, military spending and shifting all of that spending over to actually helping people like Medicare for all and social programs and whatnot. That's what it was to me. That's why it appealed to me back then. Essentially a reprioritization of what the state's priorities and where they're spending their money is. As I've as the years have gone on, I know now that ain't the fucking case. <laughs> no, I, I, no, and, and it's it sounds good on paper, and, and yes. you know, that's, that's how they get a lot of people because there are, the things that they're saying sound great. Like free Medicare for everybody sounds like a great fucking idea. Like we should, you know, be taking like if the government's going to spend all this money on all this other stuff, they should be able to spend money on our healthcare. But it just doesn't work when the government is involved yeah. it just like government makes everything literally worse look at the oh, va look, look at the, the post office look at everything that's going on uh with the government's involvement education um so when you when you were in college you were mostly rooting for bernie sanders and that was up to 2016 and when 2016 happened so you ver did you vote for bernie uh until that yeah. and then and that then once the primaries were over and it was Hillary Clinton, where did you go from there? No, I, I voted for Gary Johnson in uh, was it twenty in the election, the general election. Okay, uh, I didn't vote for either uh, Clinton or Trump at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, did you? So that's where you went to the the Libertarian Party. You kind of not really, in? no, no, not really. Honestly, I didn't really go get really deep into the Libertarian Party or anarchism, and you know, until I'd say like COVID and the lockdowns happened. Um, I liked Gary Johnson. I thought he made some good points, and I just didn't really like Trump. And I thought Hillary Clinton obviously was a fucking devil, right? So I wasn't <laughs> voting for her. That's, that's, thought, that's pretty easy to see. Yeah, man. So when the COVID and the lockdowns happened, and me and Chris here started doing the podcast, that's when I really sort of red pilled myself in a way, just by you know we we got to do an episode, we got to do some research, know what to talk about. Uh, you know, I came across like libertarian ideas, came across like guys like Michael Malice. Like we're saying, uh, like Murray Rothbard, Dave Smith, hearing what they had to say, talking to actual dudes who are like, you know, like Ron Paul guys. Uh, I was, I was you know, a big Ron Paul guy. Yeah, I remember you saying that, which is interesting. Um, getting into like Austrian economics, the free marketplace, and just like hearing guys make really good arguments. Austrian economics and like the free market are completely opposite of socialism. Um, and when you hear it, just like really well laid out by guys who know what they're talking about and they're very articulate. It really fucking changed my mind, uh, like, quickly. The anarchist part comes from, I'm not going to lie, like, anatomy of the state and reading a couple texts about just, like, the philosophical idea of the state. I don't even want to get into that later. But essentially, that's a long, that's a short, short... So uh, it was literally, it was literally... It was, like, there was no in-between then. It was literally, like, Bernie bro socialist to, like... Anarchist. No, there, was, there's, there was about a year in between during when we started the podcast in 2020... I was still, I still, I still had the belief that there'd be some sort of just king who would come along and use the power of the government correctly or righteously, you know, that would actually do the right thing. And, and, and the lockdowns and, and the behavior from essentially fucking 90% of the government, you know, I'd say outside of like, you know, say DeSantis and uh, Christy Nome were probably the only two people who didn't, you know, just do this insane lockdown fucking regime, COVID regime bullshit. So it really, it really blackfilled me on the idea of there actually being anyone who could fix this entire thing and wield like I've talked about it with Chris before. Like I consider now the government to be like the Ring of Power from Lord of the Rings. No one could really fucking wield it 
And when you do, it just ends up corrupting you and it can't be used. The only way to really fix it is to cast it back into Mount Doom and just get rid of it. So I, 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 I get uh, your story is, is kind of familiar to mine. I, I wasn't a Bernie bro. I was a big Ron, Ron Paul guy because I hated, mm. but I hated Republicans so much because of 9 11 and george yeah. bush, bush i like ron paul back then too i'm not gonna say i don't like him i did like him back then i was a little bit younger though. republicans i well i i just was not a big fan like 9 11 was my first rabbit hole and i knew how yeah. evil the family was and then i researched jfk and the his father was involved in that and uh you know there's there's so much evil around that family so i hated republicans i liked ron paul but my parents talked me out of voting for him it was my first time I could vote in 2008 and uh, talked me out of voting for him because uh, it would be a waste of a vote. I was like, and she's right. It's, it is a waste of a vote because uh, the, the, the way the two party system is set up and I'm with you, the whole entire system needs to be destroyed. Like we cannot keep the entire system, but how do you feel in about world. The, in a perfect world? No, hundred percent. Like the, the system, like I even say, like, let's just say in a perfect world, everybody that's, that's, doing all these crimes that are connected to all because it's not just government it's not just politicians it's entertainment it's agriculture it's all aspects of life that these people control and let's say in a perfect world we wake up they all get arrested hmm. we all we, we arrest them all now if that happens we're all cheering we're all excited but what's the next fucking move because if there's no plan for after that if you just put a remove and replace in like, okay, let's put in our guys. Now let's just take all of our guys. We'll vet them. They're, they're uncorruptible. These guys, but it's the same system. We Everybody's corruptible. Them. No, but let's just, let's yeah, just, yeah, again, yeah. We're, again, yeah. we're in a perfect world. We're in a perfect world. We're in a perfect world. These guys get put in and they're, they've been vetted to the teeth. They're uncorruptible. They're in these positions, but how long till they're in those, how long till they're out of those positions? They're going to retire. Then somebody else is going to get voted in. And how long till it gets corrupted again? It can't be a giant remove and replace operation. Like I truly believe the constitution, our founding documents is, is the, are the documents that we need to go back to and restructure our government. Cause I, 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 I tend to, I used to think that I might be an anarchist as well, but then, you really think about the world like most people are responsible adults, 100%, but there's a lot of fucking wild cards out there. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking wild cards out there. And, you know, I have my issues with the police state that we're in. I have a lot of issues with it. the prison industrial complex. Like all these things are bad, but the, I, I, I sometimes like I feel like they're a necessary evil and i think they need to be restructured in a way where there's better training etc etc like we can go down a whole list and talk about that but um you know i, I can't see myself without government i think we need limited very limited government. very limited very limited like sure. I, I i i just think that i'm they're pushing all these evil wars like we need to get all the military industrial complex out of it lobbying so they can't push push um legislation and things like that and you know incentivize going to war because they're lining everybody's pockets like there's so many steps that need to be taken because they're happening as we speak and they're all warmongering pieces of shit on all sides and they make millions and millions if not billions and trillions of dollars of going to war for these companies um so Nick cheney i mean yeah, so they're, they're ha we have to restructure things where it's very very limited and in reality, I think 
we shouldn't be the the world police like we're trying to be we shouldn't like these countries have been at war for centuries like let everybody do what they fucking want to do leave them the fuck alone our government needs to focus on us and make sure that we're not getting attacked and with the technology that we have today and the military power that we have today no one's going to want to attack us no one's going to want to come to america I don't you know. know really? yeah. the military keeps going woke the way it is. I mean, now oh, you, yeah. did you see the Navy? Uh, just it, everybody now. Now you now you have all of these millennial age uh, members of service uh, coming in talking about since Roe v. Wade has been overturned, which by the way doesn't make abortion illegal, but you know I, these people seem to think it is. But members of service are like, I'm supposed to defend this country now. Like, yeah, you really believe that? I don't know. I, I can't see it. I, I can't. I don't know how many it. of them there are, but there are some out there making these ridiculous statements. Just like, like, well, dude, shut the fuck up. Just do. I, really, really. Like, you, aren't they supposed to not give their political opinion? You know, I am friend. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, friends family with uh, Army Ranger, and uh, he made the mistake of a couple of years ago of putting a Trump flag outside his house. Uh, you know, and he lives not far off of base. And, you know, his commanding officer to drive by, they check out your houses every once in a while, saw that, and boy, he got fucking chewed out for having a Trump flag in front of his house, right? So you're not supposed to give your fucking political or even your ideological opinion when you're in the service. But the if, I guess if it's, in, if it's in service of the woke... <laughs> oh, anyway, I was going to say, I guess if it's in service of, like, the woke ideology, it's okay to voice your opinion in the military but if it's not like anything else you're not allowed to i hate everything fucking hate everything <laughs> it, it, it's well, it's true. actually time out it's july 1st guys <laughs> everybody goes back to no longer rainbow rainbows are gone it's all like july 1st it's it's done. Like chris, has been saying, chris has been saying it's pride month but american pride month now yeah, it's american oh. pride month we have fourth of july coming up 100 percent, chris i'm 100 percent in for that um and if you think we, about it, it's it's July first. We're going into the Independence Day weekend and the holiday, right? And then this has kind of been the best Pride Month ever because, well, prayer was, has been protected, the filibuster was protected, gun rights the protected, the EPA, the EPA was put in its place, unborn lives were protected. So you know there, there was a lot of wins. Um, so much winning. You know there was a lot of winning. Uh, and now all the corporations can go and take showers and wash all the gay away now that it's July 1st. <laughs> Why are you gay? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's... I thought, it's, um, I, I thought the, uh, the, the, the EPA ruling was interesting. I think that's a lot that's bigger amazing. than most people realize. I agree. I a thousand percent yeah. agree. I think break that's it down a, a little bit because I'll be honest. Um, I didn't read too much about that. I saw it, but so Skaggs, break break it down a little bit. Sure. So I, I have it right here actually because I was I was uh, going after Mark Hamill of all people actually today regarding it. But uh, I have from SCOTUS blog. Uh, they said the Supreme Court sharply curtails the authority of the EPA to regulate greenhouse gas emissions that caused climate change. In the 6-3 ruling, the court sides with conservative states and fossil fuel companies in adopting a narrow reading of the Clean Air Act. Okay. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, just, you know, the precedent it's gonna set and just talk about it philosophically, I guess you could say. These fucking agencies, these three letter agencies, they're unaccountable. They're not, a, they're, they're not elected and they, nope. they are making laws and ruling over your life as, as an agency. Which is costing us more money. Yeah, exactly. And, and progressives and people like Mark Hamill, they don't see it that way. Mark Hamill tweeted, 
SCOTUS to Mother Nature, drop dead. Mark, <laughs> Mark Hamill, people like that, they see it as they're this moral righteous virtue signaler, right? And they need to use the power of the state to impose their morality on everyone else. What In reality, it's, it's an unaccountable fucking agency right. that is telling private industry and private citizens what they can and can't do. It's, it's, that's it's, fucking, that's fucked up. The funny thing, it's not an unaccountable because that's the federal government. That's a federal agency. So it's it, it's it immediately ties into the federal government and they use it. Oh, it's an unaccountable agency. Because, that's just like the ATF, the DEA, all these ridiculous agencies that have no bearing in the Constitution, no mention at all, and they use these these things to control our lives. And the EPA is one of them. And yeah. I'm it's so crazy. this is a huge, this is a huge huge uh, win for uh, regulations and and for things that are going on. Like I'm interested to see how this industry unfolds going forward. I hear a lot of people are going to quit. A lot of jobs are going to be lost. A lot of companies are going to go under. Um, and this is going to really shake up. Uh, a lot of things in that air, in that sector. So I'm I'm excited for it to be honest. And I, and it takes away power from the federal government. And I I don't think people realize how much power the federal government lost in these past couple of days with these yes. rules. That's the yep. big thing. Like Roe v. Wade, it takes power away from the federal government. The two A law takes power away from the the state and the fed. Well, not the state that that goes with the constitution. Right. The uh, the EPA takes power away from the federal government. It's it's a huge huge win for uh, the people. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm very excited for it. And look, going back to what we were kind of talking about before, progressives and socialism and Bernie Bros. Like progressives, they're freaking the fuck out right now because they're taking one on the chin one after another and it's it's telling right because that shit never jived with me i never wanted to rule over someone's life or control them even when i was a bernie bro or anything like that but all of these things are decentralizing power and taking power away from the federal government and progressives are freaking the fuck out i don't think i saw wanda sykes the other day she was on uh, i think it was stephen colbert yep i i, I think i shared it yeah, and she was talking about how things ain't going well for her right now because, you know, she's a gay black woman with a daughter, and she just can't understand why people want to, like, rule over her and tell her what to do. How are they ruling I mean, over her and telling her what to do? It's, it's a, it's, like, you're a millionaire. She's, she's so ignorant, either that or just nefarious. And part it's of a complete really fucking plan. opposite of what she's saying. Roe versus Wade getting overturned mean that it goes, as we all know, right, goes back to the states. Right. And then you could decide. She lives in California. She even said, you know, how people, you know, in California, the, these middle states, I think she said, want to essentially like rule over us. In California, you could still fucking kill babies if you want. Yeah. Well, yeah. Three for yeah. one baby murder special there. And in New York, I think you're, you can murder up to the, you murder your kid up to the college age. I mean, California, 28 days, California is 28 days after. Well, I don't After. think that's a law. I don't think don't didn't they try to do that? I don't think that's a law. Oh, I think it, I think it passed. I don't they, think they, I don't think it's a law yet. I think they it's something they wanted to do. It could very well be. Nothing would surprise me. I know they would want it. They it's wanted it. California, dude. It's California. Let's be real. Listen, New, New York is 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 California 2.0. You know, I uh, I said oh, today, I, I said today on two shows I was on, I said as as much as I'd love to see, you know the. The New York governor, uh, you know, Lee Zeldin won the primary, him, him become governor. I, I, it's in my gut, Kathy Hochul's going to be the next elected governor in New York. I mean, look God, at I, hope, I hope not, but it's in my gut too, definitely. New York, New York is almost like a zombie state in terms of the Democrats. 
it's and almost it's like so it doesn't matter rigged and corrupted it's yeah. so heavily rigged and corrupted like i can't I, like i can't stress this enough so many people forget like in 2016 i it was rigged i just don't think they rigged it hard enough in 2020 they rigged it and they didn't rig it hard enough because they had to stop the vote i gotta still you. i agree but in new york you don't have to rig much because it's so fucked yeah. with it's it, it's it's so fucked with the city and the saturation and the the it's it's just it's unbelievable you look at the just the primary numbers like Kathy Hochul got over 3 i don't i don't know what the end result was it might have been close to 400,000 votes in the in the primary okay and a close second i forget the person's name was this really sick sick progressive okay that came in second on the democrat line and Kathy Hochul got more votes than all four of the Republican primary candidates put together. And this thing, this thing happened with the New York City mayor election with Curtis Lee and Eric Adams. And yeah, it was yeah. historic low primary, not low primary numbers on both sides. But you know, that's just the primary. We're going to get into the general, and it's mm -hmm. going to be the same deal, unfortunately, because in New York City, you know, a big blue areas of Nassau and Suffolk County, even though they 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 there are big red areas too. It's just, I wish it was. I wish people would open their fucking eyes and realize. I think they are though. I don't think so. Not in New York. They're yeah. not in New York. They're not. They're leaving. The people who have opened their eyes are gone. They're, right. They've left. That's true. That is true. The people that have opened their eyes, they're like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. Dude, that's my plan. That's my, my move. Plan. I mean, I'm glad. I left when Phil Murphy got elected. I knew I saw the writing on the walls. Like, I'm getting the fuck out yeah. of here. Kathy Hochul pulled the highest when she was when she was conducting tyrannical lockdowns and destroying the economy. I don't trust, I don't trust any of the polls. I'm sorry. I don't trust any of the polls. No, no, I'm I'm not saying the accuracy of the polls, but I'm just a, a Democrat polls because Letitia James was supposed to run for governor, black attorney general. She was the one, you know, the brought down the dragon, brought down Cuomo of her own party. And Kathy Hochul was polling higher than her, and she wasn't even supposed to run for governor. And the and the party said, "Hey, Letitia James, you're going to stay attorney general or whatever it is you're going to do. Kathy Hochul is going to run for governor as a Democrat." It was not supposed to happen because New York is sick of a just full of of sick commie supporting fucks. They, they were happy. Yeah, they were happy with the lockdowns. They were happy with the mandates and the and the mask zombies. And they were like, she's got her gold chain that says vax and says if you're against vaccines, you're against God. And these yeah, that was, isn't that weird? Yep. So do you, sick. Do you think if Cuomo party tits came back, they they would still vote for him? I think a lot of people would. Yes. If he if he ran in the primary, he probably he I don't think he would have beat Hochul, but he would have would have had a good shot. And uh you know, he he formed a committee to to to, to see about running, and I, yeah. I thought maybe he was going to run for a, a attorney general, but you know, who knows what he's going to do? You I'm know? Andrew Cuomo. Unbelievable. New York really is an interesting place, man. In this past year with Hochul and Cuomo, I, I think it is really telling, showing how it it really is just like a zombie state. I mean, what has Kathy Hochul really done? Say what you want about say what you want about Cuomo, right? Uh, obviously, the three of us fucking hate him. Mm -hmm. When he got when he had to resign, me and Chris we literally popped champagne uh, on podcasts, right? But he was popular uh, amongst the Democrats and all these mm -hmm. insane people in in New York State. Kathy Hochul, no one even knew who she fucking was when she was lieutenant governor underneath him. She just fell her if the whole job fell into her lap because he's a creep. 
And a couple of months have passed. She really hasn't done anything. But just because the job fell into her lap, she was essentially anointed. She's just going to be the next governor. Like, there's no critical independent thought by any, not any, but but most New Yorkers on who they're voting for. It's just like, oh, that's the person. So that's the Democrat, the lead Democrat. That's the one I vote for. They don't even amongst themselves. It's just it's fucking bizarre. It is literally a zombie state. And, it, and it's become more polarized. Like everybody's leaving. I left. I'm up in Connecticut. It ain't much better. At least affordability wise is better. But yeah. Um, but by, you know, by, by a lot or, or by a little? How is Connecticut in comparison? You could you could actually afford to buy a house and live somewhat of a manageable financial life. All my buddies from the Bronx are all moving up to either Stanford or just Connecticut in general. Like the property taxes are better. They're still extremely high compared to like the national average. Yeah. Um, but compared to New York, like right over right over the border from my town, I'm right on the border of, of New York and Connecticut and on the upstate side, just to give you some perspective. Over the border, which is two minutes away from me, property taxes are like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year. That's like three times how much I'm paying for my property taxes in Connecticut. And it's still very high. Still paying around like five to you know, five or change or so I'm at 13, on my end. But I'm at thirteen thousand a year. Yeah, my parents yeah. 20 in new jersey and it's literally my house where i'm at right now is probably like 22 i think it's absurd it is absurd that's just money you have to give them for existing yep. it's not giving you anything it's just it's yeah. just it's uh, you pay your garbage pickup you know and, and your services but i have to pay know. a separate fee for that but it's Ooh. like 25 bucks most of it's schools. I mean, because superintendents where I am, school superintendents on Long Island, I mean, the lowest is is making two hundred and like fifty thousand a year and the highest is up, upwards of four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. School superintendents for what? Oh yes. Yeah. So, I think that's another uh, interesting court case that came down recently too. What was it? The main one, right? Where they have uh, they ruled that you would have a choice whether to where you want to use your tax voucher or whatever it is. In Maine, did you guys see that? I didn't, but I'm a big supporter of it. Big supporter of school choice. I am too. Well, out in Nevada, they just did something wild, um, and no one really knew about it. They they are saying they accidentally uh, raised the state property tax uh, from three to eight percent. Um, and whoops, accidentally they pushed the button. They said undone. Didn't mean to hit that one. No. So what they said is they. um, is you have to sign this piece of paper and send it in by June 30th. And if it's not in by June 30th, your taxes won't be, you'll, you'll be paying the, the up to 8%. And most people are getting hit with the 8%. So we they didn't send we, the piece of paper back and they didn't, they, they neglected not to read it. It's because most people didn't know. No, most people didn't know it existed. Most people had no right. fucking clue. So it, it, a lot of people are just going to be like, oh, shit, now my taxes are 5% higher. Like, this is crazy. That's a big – and that's a big amount. That's a big How adjustment. illegal for them to it, – it, basically, they raised taxes, and then they sent out a letter saying basically to dispute it and we'll lower your taxes. And if you don't send this letter back or this form out filled out, your taxes are going to stay the same how we raised it. Yep, because we, accidentally, we accidentally did it. Nevada has very low state, state property taxes. I mean, that's a, a, the good thing about Nevada. It's, you know, taxes are very low out here. So why not just purposely fix the accident instead of sending everybody a letter telling them to help, to help us fix the accident if you don't, the accident stays. 
It's a fucking. They're fucking. <laughs> they, they know exactly what they're doing. You think it was an accident? This is why I'm an anarchist, man. Because the fucking state is a legal mafia. That's what it is. It ain't a fucking accident. It's a sure. scam. Yeah. Right? You'd think that shit was cooked up in Nigeria or some shit. <laughs> how good that scam was, right? That is what the state is, man. They'll come and rob your fucking money, and they'll trick you and do all sorts oh. of shit. How can we get more money from these fucking assholes from these sheeps? Hundred percent. Like, like the, the the it's it's crazy to me. Like, I always bring up the tax situation. That's one of my favorite arguments with people because people don't even know the history of it. People don't even. They're like, oh, how would we have roads, schools, and all? I'm like, we had all of this stuff. It's, yeah, that's that's always the argument with uh, anarchists and libertarians. They will be like, well, what what will happen to the roads? What will happen to the roads? God by God, if there's no taxes. <laughs> that's what I say. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this is this is. What are, are you crazy? They had them. Like, uh, income tax was the. It was only supposed to be a wartime tax. It was only supposed to be temporary. And it was only supposed to be for the rich. Where have we heard this before? This is the same exact playbook that they're using right now. Now it's not just the rich. Now we're getting taxed at a forty-eight percent clip, and 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 getting crushed. Everywhere, everything is getting taxed. Like our dollar, by the time we actually use it, is like worth thirty fucking cents. Yeah, yeah. What was I, I seen a meme that was like, you know, the, the the founding fathers. You know, they 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 had the Boston Tea Party on like a, a like a three or four cent tax on the fucking tea. Like if they saw the taxes that we were paying right now, they'd be like, "What are you guys doing? How, why have you not overthrown this government yet?" You know, they they literally were were, were overthrew. The, the most powerful country in the world at the time over a little minuscule tax. I'm actually excited. I just picked up common sense and rights of man. Very, very good source. What, what was that? Was that Chris? No, no, sorry. I, I, I hit a button. Oh, Alan, you're, you're fucking retarded today. No, just continue with your stupid book. You were talking about. What, 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 what was it? You're probably not going to read. Are you going to read that book? No, I am. I picked up common sense. Is it an audio book? I'm going to get the audiobook so I can read along. <laughs> well, I have reading comprehension, dude. I'm, I told you, like, I'm fucking retarded. Like, this is not. Uh oh, retard alert. You know, James. Retard what, alert class. what did your mother say about the R word? She doesn't like that I'm using it, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I am all for the, fuck the PC culture. And the only way we can fuck the PC culture is just say all the things that they don't want us to say. So that's why I still use retard. I don't care. I, I love that word. I call myself retarded. Like, it's not like I'm out here, like, making fun of people that have mentally mental, mental illnesses or mentally challenged. That's not the goal here. It's just a fun word to say. Like, let's have some fun. fun, fun. It, is, it, is, yeah. it is a fun word to say. Retard. It is. It, it, yeah. it kind of rolls off the tongue. Exactly. All right, Skaggs. You grew up in the Bronx, all the time as a kid. Man, we used to say it all exactly. the time. Go ahead, Skaggs. Yeah, we say it all the time. Yeah, exactly, man. He grew up in the Bronx. He called each other retards all the time. Retard. Still calling my buddies from the Bronx retards. Yeah. I remember yeah. a couple a year or two ago, uh, one of the one of the uh, defensive players on the Giants. I think he got caught texting or saying, calling someone a retard, and the Giants kicked him off the team for it. And his explanation was like, "Man, that's how we talk back in my neighborhood." And I was like, "He's right." He's fucking right. That's how people talk. There's this weird thing political, politically correct culture does, and people do that are like in the limelight where they pretend like real life shit doesn't happen, and that's not what real life is. I don't know, man. It's fucking weird behavior that, that certain people do. It's, because they bend their knee to the PC culture, and, and the only way we stop that is we stop bending the fucking knee and we start saying these things that we've been saying forever. Them. 
Yeah, just stop playing. Exactly. Stop playing the fucking game. Stop playing the game. Like, just keep, keep. I'm not bothering anybody. If you don't like what I have to say, then stop watching. I'm sorry. I don't right. care. Right. Walk there away. is no more American culture, too, than than that. Right? Like, we're different. I, I, I know people from New Zealand and uh, from England. Their culture is different. They don't talk the way we do. They're not as brash or, like, as freedom of speech oriented as well. They're good people. They're great. They're awesome. Don't get me wrong. But they're But they're different. And we're different. This is just our culture. People say Americans have no culture. No, we do have fucking culture. Freedom of speech and joking around and, you know, all that stuff, ribbing each other, shit like that. That's American culture. So it's, right. I, I oh, think one of, the biggest, one of the biggest, most important things that people like us are doing right now and people should do in general, we got to worry about our culture. And, and because there is this weird fucking psyop essentially going on. And it's the woke shit, it's the politically correct shit, but they're trying to upend everything that was interesting and good about American culture and label it as racist or this or that, family values. And Destroy the nuclear exactly family. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. A thousand percent. And it's, it's, done, it's done on purpose. They don't, they don't want us. This is why they try to take the father out of the home and they incentivize having babies out of wedlock. And they do all of these things because they don't want us to be regular people they want it and they they throw all this woke garbage in our face feminized so, men uh yeah, yeah i'm so i'm so sick and tired of playing this game i'm done with it like toxic masculinity enough is enough is enough like uh i our culture like i i tell i told justin and i told alan as well i was like yo if i'm not talking shit to you like i don't like you like if I'm right. like you're hanging out and like I'm not busting your balls and I'm not talking shit and having fun with you, I don't like you. That's like, exactly how I've always been. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's almost like terms of endearment. It's like it's like you're you're a fucking asshole. Like you know, busting balls all the time. And, I'm not and that's your balls, I don't like you. That's it. That's exactly. Exactly. So it's it's part of our culture. Like you you're messing around with your friends and it's fun. Like I don't want to sit here and just be like, oh, you know what? You know what, Alan? You're such a swell guy, and I love hanging out with you. And you're, you know what? It's it's a pleasure doing this show with you. And it's it's I think a, anybody's no, ever talked to me like that. Fuck, fuck you, you piece of shit. Well, a few inches. <laughs> uh, Skags. Let's talk about January. Let's talk about the January six hearings. Let's go for it, man. What do you What do you think? What's your? Oh, all right. I was asked this question today. What do you think right now the American people's outlook on the January 6th hearings are right now? I think most people don't most people don't even know it's happening and those that do really don't care at all. Um, I think most people really didn't care at all until this past week's hysterical story about President Trump grabbing the steering wheel. The um, Yes. So I, I think no one gives a shit. And back in the real world, like we were saying before, there's fucking inflation. Gas is over five dollars. Um, if you're in a job, you're dealing, you know, and if you if you have a job, you're probably dealing with some sort of supply chain constraint. Yeah. that's messing up your, your industry, whatever the fuck you're in. It doesn't matter what you're in. No one gives a fuck about January 6th. It doesn't mean anything at all in any fucking capacity. It's a, it's a political Soviet style show trial that's all it is right now it's not even a real fucking trial no they're reading, teleprompters. they're reading teleprompters yeah. it's hilarious but i think the the cassidy hutchins thing is hutchins thing might be a plant by so this is what chris was saying last night but i want to hear your 
your idea on it because Chris brought that brought that up to me last night on our podcast. Because it's so it's, it's so ridiculous, and they might they they had to have known that they weren't going to vet the information. They just heard this ridiculous story, and, and they know they were going to run with it because they just want to destroy Trump so bad and make him look bad at any way that they can. And they heard this girl's story, and they were like, "All right, let's run with it." And they didn't do any research because the holes in the story are so ridiculous. Like yeah. it, they said that he was in the beast. And first off, the beast has a wall between the the back and the steering wheel. Second, he wasn't in the beast. He was actually in an SUV. Uh, there's photos of it. Uh, <laughs> so they didn't even vet any of the information, yet they put they paraded this girl on in front of everybody and gave the most ridiculous story that anybody has ever heard. Like, he's literally out here fighting with Secret Service to right. just reach for the steering wheel. And then the Secret Service came out right away. Like, they didn't even ask anybody from the Secret Service it was just all hearsay like right. it wasn't even like she was there it was all hearsay and they didn't they didn't even go to, as far to ask the secret service like hey is there any validity to this story like is there anything close to th happening like it would be that easy to figure out that this is yeah. bullshit and they did none of it and part of me believes that they just sent this girl up there with the story like to make this whole thing look ridiculous because now the average person who was watching and was like intently watching because they're still orange man bad they they see this they're like this is ridiculous like literally you have mainstream media to, outlets talking about how this is the most ex explosive revelations yet in the january 6th hearing ah, i know and, and but it's exposing the credibility of these of these ridiculous people and again how do you cloak expose how ridiculous and how Un, not credible they are by putting a story as ridiculous as this in front of everybody that is so easily disproven within seconds if you're a logical thinking human being and it's not hard to do even if you're not logical thinking human being yeah what uh, a what a quick yeah. breakdown on your show skags what's that what did what was chris talking about on your show about the uh similar he was he was saying that it was like a white hat operation something like saying. that yeah, that's yeah. what i'm saying i think yeah. i'm thinking the white hat sent them sent that girl up front to give them this ridiculous story because they knew that she they weren't going to vet the information they were so focused and so desperate to make him look bad for public opinion because the court of public opinion is so important in the story that's going on and they needed anything and they didn't vet any of the information they just yeah. threw this girl up there, and it's the most ridiculous story ever. Like, this 74-year-old man is like, no, we're going to the fucking Capitol. Any person with half a fucking brain hears that and is like, man, that just is ridiculous. Not, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a white hat operation. I'm not ruling it out. No, I'm, I'm, you're 100% right. I don't know either way. I'm just saying the possibility is definitely there because this is so ridiculous. Like, I, I, I don't know how else like to explain it. Like, if, you were, if you're talking to yourself three years ago and you're trying to explain this situation to yourself three years ago, like, hey, this is what they brought out as their ammunition, you're going to laugh at yourself. You're going to be like, yo, there's no way that's real. No. And the other part of it is, take her, Cassidy Hutchinson. She's 25 years old now. So then she was 23, okay? And they're trying to sell her as a senior advisor to the chief of staff of the White House, where I'm I'm imagining... I'm senior advisor, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining she was nothing more than a glorified coffee fetcher. And, and this is how they're painting her. And now the mainstream media, even up to today, I believe some of the outlets were like, 
oh well and they don't have any evidence of this there's no evidence there's well, nothing they're saying. they're saying that she was called before the hearing by possibly someone uh, a pro a, a pre a, a boss in meadow's office saying well you're going to do the right thing when you go to the hearing right that's what now the the the, the big revelation is now uh, as of I think today or yesterday, but there's no evidence of any calls or, or anything like that, or anybody coming out saying yes, this is what happened. So I mean, again, the Secret Service denied it already. Right. They already came out and said no. And this, this said and said that they would they would make available the agents to testify. But of course, the 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 Kangaroo Committee is not going to request them to come because that's bad optics, and they don't have to. So that should tell rational thinking people right away, then why not have these Secret Service agents there the next day, available day, toward the guy Robert Angle, who was in charge mm -hmm. of the detail, and the driver of, again, they kept mentioning the Beast, and now it's coming out that he was supposedly in the SUV and not the Beast. I believe Liz Cheney specifically made the comment, the, she made the statement, the Beast, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and, and there's video footage of him in the SUV and photo of, of that day. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so, so I mean, like I was saying before, man, this is a Soviet-style show trial. Of course, this is pre presented as if it's an actual court case, but there's no adversarial component, like you're saying. There's no. All right, you said your piece. I'm going to call my witnesses to rebut what right. you just accused, it's, or it's, I'm going to have I'm going to have my lawyer come up there and cross-examine you. That doesn't exist in this in this thing, although it's presented to the public as if it is. So, well, it, it, yeah, if, if this actually was a real court case, the, the, the judge probably wouldn't have even allowed that testimony to occur because it is hearsay, like you were saying, James. And um, I knew, and you, you know it actually is hearsay just because the next day I saw four or five articles from like MSNBC to Washington Post, CNN, and I think it was M NBC, saying, no, Cassidy Hutchison's testimony was not hearsay. So right there, you know it's fucking hearsay because the fact that they wrote four or five articles all saying the exact same thing, that it's not something, it obviously is that She specifically said this is what was told to her. Right. That yeah. is hearsay. That's 100% yes. hearsay, but this you is the media. There. The media, the media gaslights everything. They gaslight right. their entire agenda. It doesn't matter how true it is. And in, in the rational thinking person, they're like, there's no way that they would they would lie that that much, like that blatantly, and and think it's okay. So because it's that blatant, I have to believe that it's true because there's no way that they would lie that. Because when you really think about it, it's, it's a blatant, bold-faced lie right to your face. Like they don't even care. And they do it all of the time. How yeah. many times have they blatantly lied to us? They still peddle the Donald Trump told us to drink bleach. And the and right. they they still peddle bold-faced lies. They, right. It's in the, the yep. Lancet report, the Steele dossier, Russia, Russia. How many times they got caught lying? And they don't care at all. It's just one lie after another. And people are people, people. I don't get how people don't. I mean, people do see it because their ratings are in the toilet. I just wish Tucker Carlson would, would get the same ratings because he's trash and Hannity, <laughs> all of them. I don't like um, Hannity. I'm not a bit, I've, like I've never been a fan. Like of all right, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm a true, I'm a firm believer. Listen, in 2022. With technology, between all three of our podcasts, we 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 do some pretty good views. Okay, Tucker Carlson, if he wanted to actually tell the truth 
and actually speak on what's going on through the sources that he he says he has, which he probably does because he works for a big mainstream media network and wanted to actually speak on the truth. He has a studio in his house. He could very easily hire a, pod, a producer. And he'd make more money with advertising and things like that than he would ever make with Fox. So if he truly wanted to speak on the truth, he could. He just doesn't want to because he's part of the system. He's he's all he's involved. He has to. This is why when he had Tony Bobolinsky on, how many serious hard questions did he ask? Did he ask him many follow-up questions? It was all cupcake questions. And we're it's turning out guy disappeared, but we're and then we're still getting more hunt more Hunter Biden footage, which is amazing. Like this is the oh, most yeah, I love that. You see this? Uh sorry it took so long to get the ten thousand dollars. Uh I didn't I didn't hurt you, right? Like I didn't I didn't you don't have any bruises, right? Like I would never hurt you. Uh, I'm the nicest guy. Like, you're lucky it's me because if it was somebody else, it would have been way worse. Like, it was the weirdest fucking thing ever. Oh, uh, and and then that shows the transaction with his father and the phone call. Uh, he knew all about it. Like, this is fucking wild. Man, this- that that video, that video, honestly, in my opinion, you guys tell me what you think. That video, it seemed like he probably fucked that bitch up, right? And she I was probably so, so. Ter- terrified of him, and he trying to get ahead of the of of like you know the trouble he's about to get in oh, is yeah. you know pressuring her to say on camera you know I didn't do anything to you, and now she's like sitting there terrified over what this guy is going to do to her. So she's going to have to yeah, she's going to have to say on camera that he didn't do anything. That's what that's the way I took it at least. <clears throat> she was rushing to call on the phone. She was so fast. She was just so focused on calling on the phone somebody. And her face was blurred. Um, and imagine she's a minor. Imagine she's young. She was not as, like, you know, who knows? Uh, we know what these people are about. Um, and it, it, she might, may have been a minor. She, this is a Russian hooker. Who, who knows what he was doing out there? Um, we know what Hunter Biden's about. The people uh, I've spoken to about Hunter's laptop who have seen most of the photographs and stuff on the hard drive, including the guy John Paul um, – Isaac's the 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 laptop store uh, owner, the repair guy, and along with a, a few others, um, Vish Burra, who had had the he he was the one who who had was making the original copies of it, and uh, even uh, Raheem Kassan from National Pulse, they said that they didn't see any images of child pornography. What they did see was weird photos that he took of his underage niece. That is like something you would do with a girlfriend. It was just very odd, the photos. Like there weren't any acts or total nudity or anything, I believe. Um, I don't remember about the nudity part. But as far as the – because, you know, people are on there, of course. Hey, there's all this child pornography on there. And people that I've spoken to have seen it firsthand. That's the thing. That's the thing. His niece in these provocative photos, that's child pornography. Yeah, right. But that's not what people were talking about. They were talking about like gang banging underage girls. You know what I mean? Like on on video and shit. And well, and those those two black girls with the dog that kind of look that are censored out. The dog that looks like the Obama dog is pretty interesting. I I remember that one. Yeah, right. That people were saying that was the the Obama daughters, right? Right. And and then Molly Obama's credit card with the lines of cocaine. But also Um, a lot a a lot of. we have to remember too, because this was also something that some of these people said that there were there was a lot of of, of photoshopping going on and 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 you know photos being leaked. So 
you know, who knows what's real and who's not, not, you know, just, just going by what people have seen personally on it that, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you know, obviously we don't want photos of, of, of Hunter Biden, you know, more more cock shots. Uh, Yeah. I didn't know he had, I didn't know he had his own Pornhub channel. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's fucking wild, man. Just obviously everybody at this point knows Hunter Hunter is just a fucking crackhead, degenerate. You know, the 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 family does not seem to be a very moral family, right? There's been the rumblings no. about Ashley Biden and the weird showers and yeah, things like that, that together. Fire, yeah, that diary's been confirmed. Yeah, there's there's Hunter taking his brother's widow. That's fucking weird. You know, Joe back in the I think when his son died, he politicized that for his own gain. This is not a moral family, no. but this president will go up there and, you know, put on this fucking show that he's the most virtuous guy ever. And he cares about black people and he cares about the environment. Right. They don't give a fuck about that. They're not even they're not normal people. Every one of us care way more about just people in general than any of these politicians, especially a fucking Biden family. Absolutely. But they're up there putting on a fucking show every week. Biden's one of the biggest racists in politics. He I mean, he was he was groomed in the Senate by by segregationists, you know, like when he get that. That's what I mean. Come on. His his mentor was was a, a Grand Wizard in the yeah, KKK. Yeah. Well, Biden hates black a, people. Exalting wizard in the KKK. <laughs> Robert Byrd, the senator. Like he, he spoke led, to eulogy. Yes, he led the charge to try and prevent uh, Clarence Thomas from coming on to the Supreme Court. Also, Joe yeah, Biden. He was. He was, like he a was chief also. Guy. He was Wait also. We we just. I'm sorry, guys, but I think you're mistaken. Um, if you didn't read in the mainstream media that we just had the first black Supreme Court justice. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. For Good Morning America, right? Yeah. Wow. They, they forgot about Thurgood Marshall. They forgot, you know, and Clarence Thomas is just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, I'm over here. How you doing? Is the, the, the first black, not black. first black woman. They called her the first black Supreme black. Court justice. Yes. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. We have to celebrate. We listen, we need to celebrate. This is a historic moment. Clarence Thomas, you fucking honky. So it's also not the first <laughs> They literally they literally they literally had trending Uncle Clarence on Twitter. Yeah, Uncle Clarence yeah, is trending on Twitter, but yet we can't even say tweet, Eric man. we can't even say Eric CIA's name. Like we can't even say his name. But you can you could say trend Uncle Uncle Clarence. It's crazy, dude. That 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 uh first black Supreme Court justice was not the first time that something like that happened either. When she when when what's her name uh Kajanti right when she got Jumanji when she originally got picked the Rolling Stone I believe magazine also made the exact same tweet that they later had to retract also. So I'm surprised it's hard it's hard it's hard to tell like did they really just typo or a mistake. Or are they really testing the waters to see if they can advance that narrative, you know, to the programmable sheep that are out there? Skaggs, the ladder. Skag, yeah, Skaggs, how many times have it, has it been the ladder and how many times has it been the other thing? It's it's always the ladder. Every single time it turns yeah. out to be the ladder. And, and the water's they, pushing out. Yeah, they don't care. They've been caught so many yeah. 
times and they double, triple, quadruple down every single time. They don't care at all. They don't care if they're lying to our faces. They just do it. They're like, you know what? We're going to send this out. Fuck it. Some people will believe it. Some right. people are going to see it. They're headline researchers. They're yeah. going to see the headline. They're going to this researchers. Yeah, this is what they see. They use the fact checks for because the fact checks. Yeah. If you actually read some of these fact checks, you you they the fact checks actually prove that the thing that they're fact checking is it's, true. It's true, uh, You're right? Yeah. Some of the, they're yeah. so ridiculous, but they put the fact check on it because it puts that blurry little box, and people see, oh, it's been fact checked. It's not true. It's 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 not true. Did you guys see the fact check on the Patriot Podcast Network's two thousand mules post? No. So it, it wasn't an, a Facebook fact check, but it was some organiza- blue check organization on Facebook. Uh, I guess, Alan, you posted the 2000 Mules thing on the, on the Facebook page. I did, And yeah. you, didn't, you, you didn't make any claim about the election in the post. All you did was post the, the, uh, the, the thumbnail for 2000 Mules. Yeah. You said 2000 Mules is a movie, it's available, etc. You didn't put any information about it, what it's about. Or, or about the election. And, and yeah. some organization, fact-checking organization, came on there and commented about how it's the most safest, secure election of all time. This is misinformation. This, that, and whatever. If you read that, I if you I'm... read that comment, it doesn't fucking make any sense because no one made any claim. If you didn't know what – if you did, if you literally had no idea what 2,000 Mules is about, because you might not. If you have no idea, the, 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 the title, 2,000 Mules, does not give away what it's about. No. Any random person with no knowledge would no, no, have no idea. So it doesn't make any sense that they would come in and say that they're obviously they're they're there to bolster the narrative and, and all those things. There was that's nothing to actually fact check. There was no claim to fact check, but they came in and fact checked it anyway. That's what it always is, dude. They do, I get fact checked on all that stuff all the time. I posted a picture of the picture of Lady Gaga at the Devil's Heaven Gala where they had the. Uh, the dead bodies inside the bloody bath and she was taking spoonfuls of it. You know that photo? Yeah. I literally just posted the photo. There was no caption, no nothing. Because just looking at the photo alone is like, yo, what are these people doing? Like, this is fucking weird. And no no context, nothing. And it fact-checked me. And it was like, yeah, th- this was not a spirit-cooking uh, event. Like, this is not done for, for, for Satanism or anything like that. I was like, well, well I'm not know exactly what it was about. I was like, oh, okay, this is exactly, this is exactly what they're doing. Because I was like. Thanks for explaining put, it to us, yeah. Yeah, thank you, thank you. They're like, I was like, I didn't put any context to it. There was no caption. It was just the photo. And it immediately got fact-checked, and that's exactly what it was saying. I was like, well, how do you know that's what I was thinking? Like, I'm just, hey, this is just a photo of Lady Gaga spoonfulling blood out of a fucking bloodbath, and there's a fucking human body in there. Like, that's it. It's just, you know, no big deal. That's that's it. And you're, you think there's spirit cooking oh okay mr spirit cooking this so, uh, is really cool. is interesting man really the, other, is. the other day i think a couple of weeks ago i was telling james it was a, it was after a show um i had seen it uh a, it was on instagram but it was a tiktok put on instagram it was a, a cop and she was saying hey um go on your facebook page in your settings into your into privacy where it says people you can block and type in fact checker and I did it and she, she was showing in the video and I did it and all of these profiles came up and it either said fact checker or it said like, uh, you know, uh, Michael fact checker Johnson or fact checker Mike Smith. 
and they were all profiles. And then she was saying, go in and delete every single one. So I did it. I ended up because I wrote fact checker and then I wrote fact checkers and then I, I was doing it different ways. And all of these profiles kept coming up and I kept deleting them all until finally nothing was coming up anymore. And I deleted it. I don't know what that means, but she was making it seem like in the video that there are profiles out there with the actual word, which is very weird to me, the word fact checker in it. And some will even say political meme fact checker or just in different ways. And that these are the people out there that are actually trolling around Facebook, looking at accounts, looking to fact check and report back to Facebook. I don't know how real it is, but when I did the search, I couldn't believe the amount of profiles that actually came up in the name fact checker. It was wild. I, be I believe it. They definitely have actual live human beings that are doing, yes. you know, uh, some of that stuff. But then again, at the same time, it, it's a combination of that and the algorithm. That's why James gets just banned off shit right off the bat. There's no human being quick enough to find James everywhere he might be. It's the algorithm. Yeah, I'm know? doing so many shows. There's so many different shows that are getting removed, 100%. It's not like it's just one show because it was Stakes. It, or not Stakes. Right. It, was, it was Sergeant and Samurai. Well, if it you do well. Yeah, it was YouTube. YouTube, but what's odd is Facebook doesn't fuck with you now, which is very odd. I have a very small. I don't. I have like six hundred and seventy followers on Facebook. It's like I have a big following on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. I don't post everything that I want to post, and even if even the posts that I do, one hundred fifty people see my story. Nobody sees my shit. I'm shadow banned to the depths of hell. Um, yeah, like it's you really have almost 40,000 followers on your Instagram, and it's what, what's amazing yeah. is none of those people – well, not none. A very, very small frac frac fraction of those people are, people are seeing your content. That's not so, even 1%. No. So without a, without a doubt, there's, there's obviously shadow banning yes. because of political reasons, right? If you have – like us, we have unpopular opinions when, you, when you're from the perspective of social media companies, the woke – the state, etc. But I, I think also there is an aspect to like Instagram and Facebook, the, the business model is you might have 40,000 followers, but if you want to actually reach them, you got to pay for that shit. You have to pay for the promotional aspect mm. and, and things like that. And I'm nervous to pay when, for things because I don't want them yeah, to put, put your information. No, it's not the information. I don't care about the information that, that now that puts me more on the radar for them to remove me. Because mm -hmm. I have to connect to my Facebook. That's how they removed me the first time because I was connected to my Facebook. So I don't want to connect my right. account. Yeah, there's definitely uh, something to that too, without a doubt. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think also everyone is is by default, at least on Instagram, but you're by default, everyone is shadow banned. There's a setting that uh, in there that's default check to like limit, uh, limit like sensitive content or something like that. Everyone's setting is by default set to that. If you don't know that set, and it's hidden deep in the settings, it's like limit, sensitive content so if you don't know that even exists you're not going to turn it back therefore all of our shit isn't appearing on anyone's feeds or or stories or whatever because it's deemed sensitive content you know, the, yeah the, the shadow banning thing is is interesting though because we, we just had on dave and gary uh they're two gay guys that do a podcast also they're completely not political whatsoever they talk about movies and pop culture things and they're convinced that they're fucking shadow banned so I think it. I think not only is there shadow banning for political stuff, but there is just in general because they're trying to just milk a couple of dimes out of you. To, to if you're like a, a someone like us, doing a show or trying to promote yourself or build a brand, right. they want to leech some money out of you. It doesn't sure. matter what it is. Sure, absolutely. Of course, of, of course, of course they do. Um, 
That's you know, how I, I, I want to run ads. I want to run ads. Like I want to run ads for our merch. I want to run ads for a lot of things. I'm just nervous that they're going to take our account down once we start doing so. Like if I wasn't, if I, if I wasn't nervous of that, like if I knew I, my account was going to be safe, cause I don't post wild man stuff. Like, it's not like I post like some of my earlier posts, I was posting more wild stuff, but I, you can't do that anymore. Uh, you know, it's, it's part of the game that you got to play. And yes, exactly. What it's a game on my original page on my original podcast page, which it had ended up amassing like 30 something thousand followers. And then what fucked me was the gateway pundit. Every time I would post an article from the gateway pundit, something I, my page would get, they would take it down. They would fact check it. Everything else was okay. Even Breitbart, I never had a problem with and stuff like that. Um, and, and, and it was, that's what it was. And then they finally were like, hey, now your page is not being recommended to anybody. And all of your posts are being pushed down into the news feed, basically right out saying, we're, we're burying you. And then they've been taking followers away. And now that page just sits there. It doesn't get any traction. I started the new page and the new page is fine. It gets a shit ton of engagement. I just know that I'm not going to post anything on there from the Gateway Pundit just because that's the only thing that really screwed me. But, you know, it's Facebook's a weird animal. Everything is weird, man. It's it's uh, something that we got to fight against. There's sometimes when my posts, my stories get seven to ten thousand, eleven, twelve, fifteen thousand views on stories. Um, and then all of a sudden that goes away. I'm like, well, how the fuck was I doing this before? And it just goes away after and it's always right it's right now they're actually telling you you get put in a fa fact you've been fact checked too many times and as we discussed earlier the fact checks are just ridiculous yeah, and yeah. i'm literally getting, i'm getting fact checked on stories that i posted like in 2020 right now and they're like oh 90 day suspension blah 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 because you've been fact checked too many times i'm like are you guys kidding me like this yeah. is ridiculous this is ridiculous there was That's, a time you couldn't go on instagram live but you were on instagram live yesterday I don't think I can start an Instagram live. You can join I, somebody's live. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can join a live. I don't think I can I can I can start a live. Um we tried to do it. We did we did one episode, then the very next episode we were no longer allowed to do lives. So, um yeah, it's it's the wildest thing to me. I'm just some regular guy. They put us in media matters, man. They wrote they literally wrote us back. Yeah, I remember that, yeah twice in two different articles i'm like i sent them to my father i was like i was like this is a mainstream media outlet why are they writing about my show like why do they care about what i like i'm just i'm just you know me like you think i'm crazy like <laughs> you think i'm some crazy lunatic but why does the mainstream media so scared about my show like what am i doing to harm it yeah why. yeah but like that's the craziest thing in the world that they care about what we're doing like they care about our shows and the and the work that we're putting in and Good. means you're having a fucking effect absolutely but i'm sure right. people are watching your guys show as well you know it's not it's not something that that like they're watching all of us man we're doing a lot of really great work especially when you think this the the, the mainstream media is getting the views that they're getting nobody's watching where do you think they're going yeah, they're going to all these independent shows, you know, and, and, and I've said this a couple of times before. I love this quote, the, the rising tide lifts all boats. Mm, right? So like, as more of us do good, it will help everyone. And that's really what like a free market and capitalism and shit like that is about. It's complete right. an, completely antithetical to everything, everything coming from 
the left and the state and the woke shit completely the opposite. So you really, it's almost like a, a, a uh, like an experiment that you can see going on right there. It's true. And, and the more, the more shows like ours that are out there or emerge, cause there are a lot out there. I've, I'm, I'm, I just happened to stumble across a few that I never heard of in the last few days that looked pretty interesting. There's too many, I want to check There's out. So there. many. There's too many. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm glad because people are, are speaking out and, and I don't, in our um, in our game that we're in, I don't see any of it as competition, and unfortunately, some people do, which is which is just stupid. Yeah. We're, we're all out doing not not the same thing. We all, I think, have the same goal is to just uh, get people to open their minds and question everything, and do your own research and critical thinking and all that good shit, and to realize that the mainstream media is just programmed and and to to program us and we can't allow that yeah. to happen and if we can at least get one person to just say you know you know they have a point and that's where that whole decentralized media that which is us come in you know i'm not here reporting the news telling you this is the fact no I, i'm here just talking about all the bullshit that's going on and telling people wake the fuck up and do your own research and you know use the yeah. google machine and your fucking head and question everything you should, you, should, you should look at us and be like, these assholes are crazy. Let me go see what they're talking about and look it up yourself. Like, there's, yeah. no way, there's no way what these guys are saying is true. And then all of a sudden you go and look it up yourself and you're like, wait a second. No way. And then you start looking up other things. And, and we've been proven right so many times at this point. It's insane. Like, yeah. look what's going on. And everybody has their own way people, of doing People can smell honesty and authenticity too. Just, just because we're all authentic, right? We might be wrong about something, just like oh, every yes. other aspect of fucking life. You're wrong about shit sure. all the time. But yep. looking at like the corporate press and everything, just even philosophically, I don't know if you guys have seen a couple times. It was Morning Joe. They said right on the fucking show that you know that they essentially that they don't like this independent media and that people are flocking to like Rogan or all these other independent shows. Right. And this is not good because like we're supposed to tell people what to think mm -hmm. so put aside put aside the political obviously bullshit from that I, I find it interesting to see that like ideologically these people in the corporate media they really do think that they have a monopoly on reporting news and yes. political discussion and talking about stuff and if they could they throw all of us in fucking jail if they had to, if they wielded that power they would without a doubt but when you really take a step back and think of it it's like fucking says who who said somewhere that NBC and Fox and et cetera, that they're the ones, the only they could talk about the news, only they can have shows and people on there and whatnot. Where, who made this fucking rule? Really, who did? Think about it. Skaggs, uh, that's, that's one of my favorite arguments to have with people because people tell me like, oh, the media would never lie to us. The media <laughs> the government, the government, the government's not involved. Like I asked them, like, do you think the government and and intelligence agencies are involved in our media and they say no like there's no way like they're, they're they're trying to be like you know you go to fox for one side and cnn for another like they have both sides you know the average person that's what they say and then i say well why 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 don't you think that they're involved we know for a fact that they were involved before and you you're like they're like what and you right. explain mockingbird and the church committee and you can see the head of the cia saying they had 400 operatives you could literally watch it on youtube the whole 
the whole hearing. Yeah, man. Dude, it, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out either. Like 120 episodes ago, I I, I did a little skit on Two Doom Men where I counted out about like 15 to 20 agency members or former heads that are now like pundits or regular contributors to CNN, MSNBC. And I listed them one after another. I'm like, we think this is a fucking accident that they all go on there and talk and they spew the CIA talking points about this. They're not even hiding it. I remember there was a famous one. I think it was of a, it was of James Clapper, I think, um, where he was on there essentially telling everyone who are domestic terrorists. And this is interesting because I felt like this is they were telling everyone who needs to band together who's on the same <laughs> side. Where he was like, you know, conservatives, right. Trump supporters, uh, people who homeschool kids, and even threw libertarians in there, right? So I remember I was like, yes, you see, this is great. I'm like, now we're all on the same fucking side. And right. it's, it, the guy who's a former head of the CIA is already telling us right there that we're all the enemy. He's damn fucking right, too. He's not wrong, either. Oh, that's, they, they view us as the enemy. They want total control over this. I use the example of Game of Thrones, if you watch in that show, you know, when these people are living like peasants and sh- chanting shame at, at Cersei when she's walking down the stairs. Uh, they that's how they view us. They want us. Li- they literally want us living like that. And that's what they're setting the stage for with these food shortages. They're opening the world's largest cricket plants in in UK and in Ontario. Why like, do they these, cover these- them in chocolate? I'm okay. Chocolate covered crickets. I think I'll be all right. Nah, I'm good. I'm you. Nah, I'm good. Eat good. the bugs. You will eat the bugs. <laughs> you'll eat the bugs. <laughs> you'll you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Yeah. yeah, no, but that's what they're doing. They're going to price this out. Like you hear the farmers talking about it. They're like, listen, the the animals, the feed and all these things, it's been costing us so much more. And that really hasn't hit the market yet because those animals have been being raised like they haven't gone to slaughter. They haven't gone to the store yet. And uh, I, yeah. I, my co-host Nick has a, has a friend that works for a trucking company. I'm trying to get him to come on the show, but they're being paid to take all of their goods to an abandoned parking lot, leave it there so it expires, and that's, then throw it out. That's being paid. Yeah. I had to get him on. They're, so, they're paid to do this. I heard. I was watching a YouTube video. This uh, this interesting channel I watch called Real Life Lawrence. This guy breaks down kind of like geopolitical uh, geography sort of videos. One, he was talking about Ukraine and the food shortages that are coming because of Ukraine and the war. And and there's a lot of bullshit behind all that. But Ukraine does. It does supply a lot of grain and wheat to a large part of the world, especially like the Middle East area. Ukraine's very fertile compared to like Saudi Arabia and Egypt where they don't grow much. And there's a lot of grain that they harvested sitting in the port, I believe, in Odessa. Now, the Russians have that area completely uh, blockaded, but the Russians have been open to allowing that to leave if we were to lift a couple sanctions on them. And a couple of there's been some negotiations over certain sanctions that would be lifted, but we're not interested at all in any sort of negotiation or any lifting of sanctions. So you mean to tell me on the one hand, no, we're not causing food shortages. No, we're not doing this. But at the same time, there's food locked up that we can't that can't get out to people who need it. And it can't get out to people who need it because we are not negotiating and allowing it to get out. So it's it's obviously right there in fucking front of you. It's contradictory. All they have to do is make a small deal, and food will go out to people. But they don't want to make that deal. They don't Just want food to go out to people. They want it to stay in the silos in Odessa, so it goes bad. 
and right. there's nowhere to put it. And then that fucks up the silos, right? And then next year they'll have nowhere to put it, etc. It's 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 all self-inflicted wounds. And and just coincidentally, uh, over two dozen food processing plants burned to the ground. Three right. of, of which, course, three right. of yeah. three of which planes fell out of the fucking sky on top oh, of like. Oh. Just fucking planes falling into the sky, guys. Just they happen. Oh my goodness! Uh, three processing plants out of the out of the two dozen. Uh, then then the largest egg farm burns to the ground. Millions of chickens dead. Not the uh, eggs. Yeah, the eggs. I love, fucking eggs. love eggs. I fucking love eggs. Love you gotta, you gotta get chickens, man. Like me, you gotta. That's a big thing. I think everybody needs to get back into is like hunting, growing your own food. If you have the backyard, get some chickens. They give you one or two eggs each per day. That's enough to eat. Uh, so you can't I, like you have to detach yourself from the system. Go ahead, James. And I, I said this on the show on my other show on Tuesday that we need to get do exactly what you just said, and and th this is part of the process. Because let's be real, a lot of the food that they're feeding us is fucking poison. That's it, like, of course. Yeah, a lot of the food that we're eating is fucking garbage. Like we need to get back to that that community where we're all growing our own food. We're I have a friend, Tino Sanchez. He wants to go back to the barter system. Like, hey, I have lemon trees, this tree. I have eggs. I have this, that, and the other. What What do you want to trade? Like, let's make a deal. Um, and he wants to go back to that. And we can definitely do things like that. And because that's where 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 uh, things were meant to be inside of our own community. That's yeah. how they they were meant to. That's how our founding fathers envisioned our government being ran where we're literally governing our governing ourselves living throughout our community um i just want to eat meat yeah, and eggs all i want to eat yeah that's yeah. all i want to eat i'm down it's for a, that it's a, it's a good skill to even just have even if you don't you know use all the time even if you still go to the supermarket and buy your food etc it's good to know how to butcher an animal or to sure. raise chickens or to grow a crop like there's something every human should know like basic human skills we've gotten so things. far from that yes got, yeah my great grandfather, he died in 1996. He was off the boat from Italy, and uh, he grew a garden, had a full garden. His entire backyard was a f all along the fence was a full garden. He had everything, and uh, till he, to the day he died, he, he was tending to that garden. And you'd open up the yeah. freezer, you'd open up the freezer at his house, and there'd be a dead rabbit inside because he's going in the backyard and shoot the rabbits that were in the garden, and then he'd throw them in the freezer and he'd gut them skin them and cook it up and and and, and eat them like so that's how old yeah. I mean, they just run across Dude, the lawn same, uh, yeah, but same exact story for me bro my grandfather and my father both off the boat from calabria in italy you know they had a they, they bought a house in the bronx little tiny plot in the backyard that was a victory garden back there they had their tomatoes uh yep. you know they had a fig tree back there my grandfather would catch squirrels with a little invent like contraption that he rigged you know, in the Bronx, they did that. They, I'm awesome. up here now oh, in the woods. My grandmother was grew yeah. up in Brooklyn. My grandmother grew up in Brooklyn, and that's where my great grand. That's where they came. They went from Avellino, same town as Tony Soprano. There you go. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> just a little. That's a little fun fun factoid <laughs> that fun. my family comes from the same. And you're, from, and you're from Jersey too, right? So yeah, there you go. It's, and it's, I'm yeah. from Jersey too. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's wild because it's it's a, it's a really really small town. My good friend Mike Mike Romanelli, the host of the Free Thinker podcast, uh, who we're trying to who, who who was in our group actually. Uh, he owns the comedy club with Sam Tripoli. Look at his show on the Patriot Podcast Network. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got I got to connect you guys. He's been super busy with the comedy club. 
he's got a lot going on. Uh, but Mike Romanelli, he's at, his family's actually from that town as well. And he's like, yo, I've been there. He's like, literally, it's like two square mile farm town. Like it's a, a tiny place. There's not a lot of people that are there. And yeah. he's, it's crazy. He's like, it's crazy that we're from the same town. I love it, man. I went to uh, Sicily a couple of years ago, my buddy's town out there. And it's like fucking going back in time, dude. Like people are living just like they would have a hundred years ago. Things are much more simpler. People walk the street at nighttime, sit in a square, have a drink, talk to each other. And right outside of town, there's old farms where they grow their own food that they eat. There are sheep out there. It was really awesome, man. Uh, it's, back to that. Yeah, Meanwhile, we did. You, have, you have Bill Gates running around. So did you guys right. see... Did you guys see that uh, he just, uh, I think, came down uh, maybe in the next last day or so that he was um, trying to buy uh, in North Dakota for like $13.5 million. He was trying to buy 2,100 acres, and they were disputing it, but he did he did win the legal approval to buy the uh, the 2,100 acres in North Dakota. And then I just – I got the breakdown right here. He owns – Right now, I don't even I don't think this even counts the twenty one hundred acres in North Dakota, but he owns two thousand two two hundred and sixty eight thousand nine hundred and eighty four total acres. And of that two hundred and forty two thousand acres of farmland, which now they're saying because of this legal argument in North Dakota, is that his deal is he's going to be leasing it to farmers. And he now is the largest single owner of U.S. farmland right now. Oh. Don't post that on the internet because you'll get fact checked. Fact checked. It's all. Listen, I've already. I've. I had it. I've had it on Instagram all nine hours ago. I posted it on my Instagram with the map of his from the the article of his legal uh, win. It hasn't gotten. It hasn't gotten fact checked yet, but I, I have it here. Like I could probably. Uh, here, can you guys see that? So yeah, I've seen. I've yeah, seen this. I've you've seen, seen this it, before. right? Okay, so Washington, yeah. Washington State, sixteen thousand acres. He has one acre in New Mexico, which is odd. In Florida, he's got almost fifteen thousand acres. Uh, I mean, it's 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 crazy. The the all over the place, and and now he's saying that he's leasing it to farmers, which is which is interesting because I'd, I I want to know. I don't know. I want to know the I'd, farmers he's going to be. I was going to say, I want to, I'd like to hear his lie about why he's doing this. Like, has anyone actually asked him this so we could hear his ridiculous? He just coincidentally owns, he coincidentally owns the patents for all the fake meat, which you need a bunch of soy to make. And he talks about uh, health and, and, and vaccines with we running around. His, with, his his, <laughs> with his fat man breasts. <sighs> Guy made- it's suspicious, man. It's obviously fucking suspicious. You know, I, I, again, I said I'm a big believer in private property rights and, and the free market now. So if you have the means and you want to buy land, fine. That doesn't mean I have to just fucking give you a blanket. I trust you because you're participating in the system. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's up to, but yeah, it could have something to do with that. And he's also a billionaire up- businessman, right? He, he's also a eugenicist and, and uh, openly talked about try- killing people, which he's done in India. Uh, in Africa with his vaccines, like this Hanging is not out the with Epstein. Mm-hmm. My guess is he's trying to use this as one of the many ways to just manipulate society the way that he wants it to turn out. Oh, and just, know, where that... just coincidentally, his IT guy got caught with a bunch of child porn on Bill Gates's property. It was more like it was on Bill Gates's computer, but the IT guy took the fall. When was that? Uh, I did that. I didn't. I, 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 I didn't know this. Nineteen ninety-eight, I believe it was. Oh, really? 
It, it doesn't surprise me. Why does Zuckerberg have like uh, all, all this? I don't even know what the number is. All that property in Hawaii, him and his wife, like a couple thousand acres now in Hawaii. They don't like it in Hawaii. They don't like it. They don't like what? The locals, they don't like it that he's buying up all the property. They're pissed yeah, like, off. Well, I, it, it's ridiculous the amount of property he's buying in Hawaii. It's like thousands of acres. Like for what? I mean, it's a nice place, you know, and he's got a lot of money. At the same time, I understand why the locals hate shit like that because real estate's severely limited in Hawaii. There's only you know a certain amount of land there. Obviously, yeah. it's very small. They don't like these, uh, you know, outsiders. The Hawaiians can be pretty nationalistic, you know, in terms of Hawaii. Like they don't yeah. like these all these outsiders coming there and and changing Hawaii or taking over the place, you know, and getting rid of uh, you know like native Hawaiian culture. And uh, the land and whatnot, things like that. Like I've even seen it with um, with all the observatories they want to build on the mountain there, right? They built so many. And it's great. I think it's a, it's beautiful to build an observatory, and, and the shots they get are there are awesome. But Hawaiians are getting angry because the whole fucking mountain's covered with uh, observatories there. They're like they're losing the place that they grew up in. You know, it's either it's either the, it's either Zuckerberg is buying land, or you go into town and and and, and have to fight all the all the uh, the meth heads now the, the, the amount of meth that's going on in hawaii i mean it's like it's 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 crazy ten ten dollar gallons of milk yes <laughs> yeah I've, one of my buddies was just there and he told me he's like everything is extremely expensive uh, everything's expensive in general but just the fact that it's on an island it's difficult to get product there it's even more expensive there well it's crazy because um i have family that's over there and it's like a, a six hour flight from where I'm at. So like going there from the East coast, that's far. Yeah. That's a trip. Skaggs, you have kids, right? I have one. Yes. You have one. That's young though, right? Yeah. She was born in December. So she's uh, oh, seven so, months now. All right. So, okay. So you, so you, so you still have a ways until you, oh, yeah. you, you figure out what your, who even knows what the school system is going to be like by the time your kids ready but what uh do you, i mean obviously you probably i'm pay attention just for what we do in our shows but like what do you think i don't know but think we've ever had this discussion what do you think right now of of the public school systems of of, of what it's becoming and what's happening in them especially with the you have but we can we can do it again okay <laughs> We've had this discussion, but we can do it again. I don't think yeah, I've had. I don't, have this discussion. I, but I, I don't think I've ever had this discussion with, with Skags. Oh no, not with Skags. No, no. well, we had. I, I thought you were talking about on the show. My, my no, mistake. No, 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 no. fuck yeah. you in the show. I'm talking about. I'm talking about our guest Skags. Jesus. Yeah, man. I, I mean, <laughs> they're obviously fucking indoctrination centers, right? I think I have a little bit different of a perspective on it. However, I want to that I've gotten into and into anarchism, right? I mean, they've always been indoctrination centers theoretically they've mm -hmm. been state indoctrination centers stand at attention put your hand over your heart face the flag pledge your allegiance to the state that's all essentially indoctrination to some point or another mm -hmm. i'd make the argument that at least back in the day was a more wholesome moral sort of indoctrination of around maybe some more a little bit more community values yeah. now it's just it's subversion it's pushing this you know gender ideology onto children and mutilation and and all this shit it, it really is fucking bizarre i think it's a gigantic psyop i think mm -hmm. 
what they're trying to do is what every totalitarian regime has always done in the, in the history of humanity, is you need to separate child from parent. You got to drive the wedge in between, because if you drive the wedge in between, the child will consider the state the parent, and they'll obey the state, they'll look to the state for That's everything. The Soviet Union did this, Hitler did this with the Hitler Youth Program, yeah. right? And then if you have, a, if you have a, uh, you know, if you have parents who are, you know, they don't align ideologically with the state, like I don't, you're going to have a rift between your child and parent. That's exactly what the state wants. So I think that's why they don't really give a shit about gay rights or transgender issues or whatever. Those are just vessels and vehicles for them to, you know, drive a wedge in between parent and child. And that's how you get this fucking culture of conformity where everybody's changing their their uh, profile picture to support the war in Ukraine or get the COVID vaccines. Like everything the government wants you to do, people are like doing on command without a critical thought. Mm -hmm. That's not by accident. They're, they've been conditioned and programmed and trained, Brain especially in, in, in public schools. So right. myself personally, like when, when it is time for my kid to go to school, everything is on the table, right? I'm going to go to the public school in my little town and see what they're about and like yeah. basically fucking interrogate them because I'm not going to just give up on the system mm -hmm. in general. Right? I'd like to you know, try to subvert the system if I can. But at right. the same time, I'm also going to look into homeschool a private school, things like that. Uh, but I am heavily invested in that. That is that is a fight worth fucking fighting right now. One yeah. of the major white pill things I've seen the past couple of years is is the uh, the the mama bears, you know, going to the the, uh, the 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 you know the hearings at the schools and whatnot, and pressing back on the school boards and whatnot. That's fucking fantastic. We need parents need to be involved in in school. And I felt like for many years, parents were just like lackadaisical. In, in their oh, child's education, yeah. I, I think that's finally turn, the, the, the time on that. Yes. Though, for the first time in my life, people are actually showing up, and I talk about it all the time. They're no longer going to kick the can down the curb, down the road. They're gonna they're gonna actually fight for what they're teaching at their kids, teaching their kids, and and I'm excited for it. It's the one thing that gives me hope. Seeing these mama bears go and show up at school board meetings and Bring more. We, of like, course we need more, it's, it's, of course, but it's, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction because never it, in our life has it happened where people actually are getting involved. Yeah, yeah. I had in, in, in my school district, just this past school year, right before at the end of the summer when, when it was real hot button topics with the mask mandates and then the possible vaccine mandates and, and the gender identity and, and uh, just peeking its head into schools and, 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 and the, the, uh, diversity inclusion and equity programs that they were basically was critical race theory just disguised because critical race theory yep. was a good word so in my school district we had parents get together at, at, at somebody's house and these were parents that i had just met and we were like you know it was, it was something like out of out of the old days where we're meeting to conspire against the school district and there's a group of parents and we're all rah 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 and we had planned a rally right before school started at um the the actually it was no when school started it was at the school at one of the high schools where the the these the uh, uh school did the superintendents and the trustees that their offices were attached to and we had about 60 people show up and which showed hope and people made signs wow. and the news was there and it's funny because the news about five or six different channels were there and they interviewed me and the way they approached me i stopped them and says listen you're not going to dictate this fucking interview i'm going to tell you why we're here and you're probably not going to air it. And sure as shit, none of them 
None of them aired the interview with me except one, but cut it up. And, and it was nothing of what I was actually saying to these people. One, one newspaper, local newspaper, The Patch, was there. And they put it out on a couple different ones with my quotes. And, you know, it was it's just interesting how they were all interested, but they didn't want to talk about it. So back to the parents, they were all rah, rah, rah. They had signs, some were chanting, and we had a really good showing. So we got to do this again. We can't just do this once. We had a lot of people there. And there was a big police presence. And it turned out the police presence <laughs> the police presence wasn't there to 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 be against us. A couple of the cops had come up to us and said, no, actually, there's there's because where I live, it, it's actually there's a lot of law enforcement that lives there. And they were all there, unmarked cars and plain clothes officers. They, they were they were there. It looked like they were there to make sure we didn't get out of hand. No, they were there in support of us. Like they came to us and said, no, this is great what you guys are doing. Keep it up. So then we tried to plan another one. And everyone was like, yeah, do it. This is great. So I planned one. I put out a big Facebook event and people were saying they would show up. And then the day happened and we were going to a local park on a main street in the district and three people showed up. And it was interesting because then people were online, like all of a sudden school had started and everybody was going into that routine of that complacent routine where nobody wanted to live in inconvenience. Everybody was now, um, you know, they had the, the public babysitter that they could drop their kid off and they can do it. The summer was over and they can now live their life and do what they had to do and make up stupid excuses. And it was really disheartening because I was like, and then, and then some people I straight up and announced like, yeah, we're putting our house up for sale. And, and at that time they were putting their houses up for sale and they were getting accepting offers in five days because the offers were ridiculous. They were getting for their houses, 50 and $60,000 over asking. It was unbelievable at that moment, right in, in September. And, uh, and people moved. And then I made the conscious decision as well. Everybody wants to give up. We have all these cowards, straight up cowards, cowards in our school district where I made the decision to to go to a homeschool co-op, which was the best decision. My kid going into the fourth grade. And we had this decision. So the, we had the, the her in, in, in this homeschool co-op for the full year. She just finished and it was great. And we're going to do it again next year. And then we had, we, we talked to her saying, you know, when you're done with fifth grade, you're going to be going into the middle school and it's going to, we're going to leave it up to your decision. Not totally because we want to check out what the middle school is going to be like not this sure. coming year, but the year after, where if we feel like, because she's, she's different than all the other kids, between me and my wife, and you guys know how I am, my wife is just the same, sometimes if not even a little worse, not worse, but a little more extreme than I am with certain things and tolerances, where we want to vet the middle school to see what it's like, and we want her to maybe, if she wants to try sixth grade again in the middle school, because it's going to a different school in the district, and we're willing to do that. I want my kid to go to a regular high school. I do. I want her to be able to attend a regular high school and have that experience and do prom and all the events and everything else. But I and I feel that it, she's going to be ten in November. Right now, she's so mentally uh, advanced than a lot of the kids her age in public school because she still hangs out with a lot of those public school kids and she's different in a good way. She has a fucking head on her shoulders and she actually knows how to think and realize, well, that's not really right. I don't want to be involved in that. I don't, I don't want to be 
taught certain things, not by not by me trying to indoctrinate my child because I'm I'm putting it all out there. This is what's going on, and I'm not telling her what's bad and what's good. This is what's going on. But we talk right. about how schools have always been indoctrination camps in a sense, and it was different when like I you know I graduated school in '97. It was a lot different when I was in high school. It was fucking great. The good know? old days. The good old days. We didn't have any of this bullshit on who on victimology and who wanted to be a boy and who wanted to be a girl, you know, uh, you know, we, we, and nothing like that. But it's like going beyond Skaggs indoctrination now where kids can go into school and walk into the nurse's office at 10 years old and say, I don't want to be a boy anymore. And I want to go on these puberty blockers they're talking about, all this medication they're talking about and dress up as a girl. Literally chemically castrate yeah. fucking pedophiles. And the, and the fucking schools are taking what a 10-year-old wants to do and trying and attempting to hide it from their parents. Yes, separate yeah. the kids from their parents, but to the extreme to where they want to help them with drugs and 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 other psychological means to and not kitty little boxes. What's that? Kitty litter boxes. Kitty litter. Yeah, I mean it's 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 concerning the schools, and I'm, yeah. I'm just, and I'm so disappointed in my in, in my school district. Uh, one, the school district is horrible now because of what's going on with it. But and and the board of education doesn't give a shit about what the parents want. But the the parents who were so gung ho, you know, they were like, yeah, let, let let's do this, let's do this, and they're not going to indoctrinate our kids. To now, there's only like you know a, a, a few parents left that that are willing to to stand on that hill and fight. Some left, fine. They have the greener pastures. They moved down south, which is great. I, I plan on doing that in a couple of years just because the state sucks. New York is horrible. Um, it, it's it's disheartening. I love seeing these these mama bears stand up and actually take a stand and make some change. And it's so disheartening when you hear the ones saying they want to do it. And then up, oh, the school year is starting. And I got to, you know, not only at work, but I have to do my tennis lesson and I have to do this and I have to do that. And my kid's gone for six hours. I don't have to worry about my kid. And then they're not paying attention to what their kid's doing in school. It's really fucked up that that parents are are not paying attention. And there are still too many of them not paying attention to what's happening with their kids. Way too many. And I agree with you, Alan. If I were to have kids, I would want my kid to go to a regular school as well for the the social, uh, you know, the networking and the the social part of growing up. Like I would literally even make like a hard life. Like, yo, don't do homework. Like my kid's not doing homework. So if you give it to my kid, they're not doing it. They need to go out. They're in school for six hours. Like I remember coming home and having another four or five hours of homework. Like this is ridiculous. I, I will say, not to interrupt you, I, and I, I meant to say this because you just said something. I want my kid to go to a regular high school. I'll tell you that my kid has more friends now in the homeschool co-op than she did in public school. Like she still has her public school friends from the third grade that she still talks to and hangs out at their houses that she hasn't gone to school with them in a year. She is, but she has a lot of friends from this homeschool co-op. Like when people hear the word homeschool, they're like, oh, that means that's going to be the weird kid who has no, who's not so. He's going to be a retard. Yeah, no, right. but my kid, my kid can actually multiply and divide and goes to a school 
It's a homeschool co-op. Co-op, the key word. You know, there's like 75 kids in this school from the age for, from, from like fourth grade up to seventh grade. The only thing is when they get to that older year in the homeschool co-op that, that, that the seventh graders, like they put the, the fifth, sixth and seventh graders together. And there's only like eight of them. So it's awkward if you're the se- if you're the only seventh grader in the school, like the seventh grader should be in high school. It should be in a, be able to be in a high school that's safe and not indoctrinating your kid. You know, when I say the social stuff, I mean, like the actual like growing up part of going to high school, like there's so many things that you learn about yourself going to high school and 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 the friends that you make and the situations that it's everybody goes through it. Like you said, prom and et cetera, et cetera. The atmosphere is important. All all of that stuff is great. Right. All that stuff is great. I agree. I want my daughter eventually have a normal high school experience. Right. The thing is, like, why does that have to be a state-run organization or a state-run? I I think the homeschool idea and and this, this like industry is without a doubt growing, right? What you're doing is great, Alan, and and you're not the only person I've heard doing. I think even Steve out in Rhode Island, you know, he's doing that also from Sergeant Samurai. Yes, a lot of people are doing this. So, so my hope is by the time my daughter is old enough to go to high school, there will be full-blown homeschool co-op high schools with large buildings providing you a normal high school experience with a bunch of kids where you go to prom and you have a baseball team and a soccer team and all that shit except the state has absolutely nothing to fucking do with it the only people that are in charge are the teachers and the parents etc the community exactly you should be able to to be involved like we were, I was saying before, you know, like just just like challenge your perception yes. of why the state has to be involved in certain things. Like, why does the state have to be involved in education? Honestly, why? Like, where does it say that? Does it say that in the Bill of Rights or the Constitution that the no. government's supposed to provide all those things? No, it, it doesn't. The federal government didn't get involved in education since I think they started in the seventies. It was like seventy-two or so, something like that when they when the, when the federal education department came about and started getting involved in the schools it was in the yeah. 70s it was right. actually it's actually the complete opposite in the constitution the, the federal government's not supposed to be involved in anything they're literally supposed to leave it all up to the states and the states yeah. are supposed to leave it up to the communities and the right. communities are supposed to govern themselves and that's literally how it was written um and they're avoiding it at all costs and uh at, at every level at every fucking yeah. level. It's, it's really fucking crazy to see. And it's all about money because the states do what the federal government says to get that federal money. And then the local right. schools do what the state says to get that state money. So it's this snowball yep. trickle-down effect, and it affects yeah. everybody because when, at the end of the day, you have school boards, local school districts, maybe with, with school board members that have these conservative values and want to preserve, you know, the, the, what a nuclear family is and, and, and not have this indoctrination in schools, but then their hands in a sense get tied because of the, uh, of, of the, uh, I guess you, you can, you call it blackmail of, of the state where it says, well, if you don't do this, you're not or, getting the state funding. And then the federal or, government doing it to the state. Or George Soros is in your pockets because right, that's in your pockets. he's gone down. So he's gone down to the local level and the superintendent, school superintendent level. This has been caught and exposed. So um, there's so many levels to it, and and the corruption is is so rampant that the entire system has to be rebuilt. There's yeah, no uh-huh. way. 
Go ahead. I'll say that, you know, you're making great points, Alan, about how this, the state is holding funds as blackmail over, you know, schools and funding and this and that, whatever. The, the epitome of all that evil goes back to the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. if, if the state didn't have a magic money printer where they could just invent money to then use as blackmail against everybody, they would not have that much power. They would not be able to be pretending like we're world police around the world without a magic money printer. I think it was Ron Paul who said, like, you know, in order to have a sound society and a sound economy, you have to have sound money. And you don't have sound money when you have a magic fucking money printer. It's it's like it's like I, I think of the Federal Reserve as like Grand Theft Auto. Like you have that cheat code up, down, up, down, left, right, yeah. left, right, A, B. Yeah. And then you just get more money. And then you could go to fucking ammunition and you could go buy a rocket launcher right. and start blowing people the fuck up. I can't do that if I'm playing by the, the general rules of Grand Theft Auto, where I have to go do things, gain money. Then I spend the money on the weapons and use them accordingly. If I can just put in cheat codes, I can do whatever the fuck I want, and I can commit evil on a mass scale. Like drop a tank, drop a tank, and just go. Yeah, right exactly. There. Right, that's exactly what the fucking government's doing. Hop yeah. in my fucking buzzard helicopter in the middle of the street and get up and just start yeah. blowing people up, man. <laughs> now I want to play Grand Theft Auto and set hookers on fire. Yeah, me too, man. I think I think Federal Reserve one of the biggest roots of evil right now, and like most people don't even know what it is. They don't know what it does, and when they hear about it, they probably think it's something that just has been around forever, hasn't was invented by the progressive like era. About it, it's another conspiracy theory. We're all right. fucking weirdos when we mm -hmm. talk about it. But speaking of Grand Theft Auto, Alan, we get you have that new flyer that you could pull up. Is do you have oh. that on your computer? No, you know what? Do I have it on my computer? Actually, you know what I have? Hold yeah. on a second. I have, I don't know, you're going to have to give me a second because what I have here, I think. While he's looking, do you remember these candies? Cream savers. That doesn't sound like a candy. That sounds like what, that, that sounds like what you like call your boyfriend, James. A remember that? Remember those? They're orange cream. They're fucking delicious. So did we go? Did we go with the with the red or the blue lettering? Blue lettering. You remember the blue lettering? Hold on, I, I think I might have it. Our our new our new show on your on your platform that we're gonna be it's on all of our platforms, just like Freedom Friday is. Right. It's just I have control of the OBS where yeah. this yes. one you control the OBS. So we do where right, we do Freedom Fridays where I'm on the knobs on the great on the on the Great Divide platform, and then we're gonna be over on We the People Radio. I think I have it here. So this is we talk about Grand Theft Auto. Uh, this is. This is going to be the flyer of our of our new show. There it is, Monday Madness. Yeah, that, that's it. Shout look out me. to Catalyst. I look like I look oh, like Roger God. Stone's illegitimate son in this photo. He's got yeah. me in a pinch in a pinstripe suit with a cigar, and you look like you're ready to wheel and deal somebody on the street. Like yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. I know I look like Ricky Bobby from uh, Talladega Nights. Like I don't know what to do with my hands, and I'm just holding them up. That's literally what I think of when I, I try to tell him to put a blunt in my hand or something. Because that's yeah, something yeah. Like that's that. literally what I, I, it literally looks like. I said uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, you're like, you're like hey, you're like on the street. Like hey, you're coming up with this nefarious yeah, uh, deal in an it's alley. Awesome. I, I love it. I love it. Catalyst this is us as car. I'm better looking. I'm always better looking as a cartoon than i am in real life i think yeah you you look like a boss in in that like i wish he kind of lowered you a little bit just to separate but no it, it came out really good I had the Monday doing, he's 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 like the best graphic guy around yeah that was good man that's dope 
I love the color scheme. I love I love the Grand Theft Auto look to it. It really is good. Man. This is going to be Monday night. It matches with our Grand Theft Auto. That's right. We the White People Boy Radio Star. Tumblr. There it is. We're going to yeah, be on Patriot yeah. Podcast Network. We're going to be Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, Cloud Hub, Foxhole, DLive, Rumble, Facebook. We're going to be everywhere. Everywhere you want to be is we're going to be Monday Madness, Freedom Friday. We're, we're, we're like broken glass now. We're everywhere. I, I got to hand it to you guys. You guys fucking work hard, man. It is a lot of work to do produce a show and do a podcast. And you guys are doing fucking multiple nights a week. You're doing your own shows on top of that, too. I'm and Chris are doing one or two nights a week it's it's a lot of work just it to, is, listen, do, just to, do, to do what listen people don't realize skags like how like all right so this is this so my wife calls me an overdoer and she's fucking right like she she was with me when i when i'm like i'm big into cigars and i started collecting cigars. A cigar company listen listen i'm gonna tell you all right so i'm gonna tell you how much of a fucking overdoer i am well let's start well hold on because that that morphed after. So let, I'll start with the podcast. So uh, hold on. So I started collecting cigars a bunch of years ago, and it just got out of hand and ended up converting my entire basement into a cigar lounge with a six by six walk in humidor where I have fucking pre embargo cigars like I have. I, it's, it's retarded. My collection, my cigar. I have to I have separate insurance on my uh, on my cigars. I do. I have separate insurance on my cigars. And if I die, it's in my will on what my wife can and has to do with my cigars and who she has to contact in order to value them. I'll have cigars I'll never smoke and my collection will outlive me. So that's my cigar outdoing. Wait a second. Wait a second. You'll have cigars that you will never smoke. What's the purpose of having the cigar if you'll never get to enjoy the cigar? Why are you gay? So let me rephrase that. I'll buy a box of cigars. I'm talking about I buy from collectors, okay? Collectors all over the all over the fucking world. I've had cigars. I haven't bought cigars in a long time. I've stopped collecting, but I I, used, I deal with guys in Turkey and Hungary with different types of cigars. A lot of them come in through Cuba and things like that. Um and and I would buy a box that I know I will never smoke and I could sell if I wanted to, if I needed to, and then I have, I'll buy a box of the same thing that I, I will smoke. But I have so many cigars, I'll never be able to smoke all the different kinds of cigars that I have. Like, I'll never, I never ever have to buy a cigar again to smoke. So then let's get into the, forget about the cigars for a second. We'll get back to that with, yes, the Patriot Cigar Company. So <laughs> when came, I started becoming a little more outspoken politically on Facebook and became a Facebook fugitive and was getting fucked all the time by social media and i was like what the? and I, that would introduce me to the shadow banning and the censorship i never experienced that before until i started becoming outspoken then friends of mine are like you should start a podcast i'm like i don't have fucking time to start a podcast i'm not i i, I don't even wouldn't even know what to do and how to do it and everything else so <clears throat> then i was like you know I, I i always wanted to start a podcast about cigars and doing cigars and I, I was going to and then my friend who i was going to do it with flaked out he was a big cigar guy whatever so i wasn't going to do it i stopped that then it was the whole political thing like oh you should do it and we always like hearing he, talking to you about politics blah 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 two friends of mine who were cops it's like i right, maybe i'll maybe i'll start and then boom my facebook page like was was com every every other day i was getting i was 30 days on two 30 days off two days on 30 days off i keep getting these 30 days suspended like I'm going to start a podcast. I said to my wife, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it as a hobby. I'll do like one show a week, or maybe I'll do a, a, one show every other week." 
which then morphed into I'm going to do a couple shows a week because now producer Bob, who I've been friends with a long time, we're in the bagpipe band together. Knowing, you, Bob. Bob, knowing Bob for so long, I didn't know he had a podcast about the most boring subject ever, hazardous materials and chemistry because he was in, in the fire department so long. And yeah, it's a huge podcast listened to all over the fucking world. And uh, he turned that into a business, into like a has, an accredited hazmat university, whatever, hazardous materials university. So then he's helping me with it, and it's just morphing, and then all of a sudden it's I'm, I'm on Instagram, and I'm running into shows like The Two Doomed Men and We The People Radio and Steak For Breakfast and all these shows just only by chance following each other on Instagram. It's the only way I've met all of you, right? All of us together I've only met on Instagram, right? So then I'm like, all right, we're in this group, and I'm seeing what's happening to everybody, and I'm like, you know, I, what's this Roku fucking TV thing? And then Justin from Cannabis and Combat, he's got a Roku channel, and I'm having an hour and a half long conversation with him one day, and he's telling me how he did it. And the next thing you know, we're buying a, a Roku TV network and starting the Patriot Podcast Network. So now I'm – and then just – doing the podcast and meeting people and throwing shit at the wall and getting people on my, I never, I never would have thought in a million years, a year from now, I'd be talking to Roger Stone every day on text message and become friends with him. You know, I never thought shit like that would happen. And now I'm doing a show with this bearded fuck two days a week, doing my own show. And now I think I'm doing, a, I, I think I like today, I, yesterday was this talk. I'm going to do a weekly spot on a flyover conservative, some radio station in Delaware with some guy, Jake Smith, who has a political radio show and all this other stuff. And, it, and it's like, it's great because I'm meeting so many great people, you know, with the exception of James, who I'm just kind of stuck with, you know, <laughs> and and it was funny, James. Remember when our first phone conversation we had? You're a stupid cut, suck my dick. Our first phone conversation was was funny because, like, when I I, I started following Steak for Breakfast, so like, ah, oh, big show. It's a cool show. I was listening to it, and then I think I found out about you through their show, I believe. Um. And then I was I, I started following your show and I was like, holy wow, this this is another big show. And then we had a conversation. I think I I might have it was when I was I think I sent you a message asking you if you wanted to come on my show. Like I was all intimidated because you had this big following, oh, not realizing. Yeah, but not realize like I was talking to this big time podcast and not realizing what the fucking retard that you actually are, you know? Yeah, the giant <laughs> And what we 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 talk well, like, he's just he's just and you said to me, you're like, no man, don't don't hesitate. Like I actually was was talking to you like you were this big fucking deal. Like you were like yeah, Joe yeah, Rogan Jr. I was scared to call me, dude. He was he was scared to call me. He's like, yeah. I don't want to bother you. I don't want to I don't want to annoy you. I'm like, not nah, dude, like what do you need? Like what's going on, brother? Like don't ever hesitate. Like I gave you my number for a reason. Like if you need some help or or whatever you want to do, like I was like, wow, this guy up. gave me his number. Like I'm this fucking nobody. And James has this huge show with these thousands of people that listen to him all the time. And I'm thinking like, you know, I got like I literally I have Joe Rogan Jr.'s phone number now and I'm gonna I'm afraid to call him and talk to him. And now now, you know, we bust each other's balls every day and we're doing like, we do two shows together now. Like it's it's fucking hilarious how this it just morphs into everything. And then just all of us, like you do, your show, Skags and Sergeant and Samurai, and we all do these collaborations and we're all talking to each other on on this on this message group on Instagram yeah. and agree and disagree and get into almost these little disagreement arguments because Another thing I try to explain to people, like when I we did the the Patriot Podcast Network, 
and we got attacked on Facebook when we started the page because of the word patriot, how we're all these hard right wingers when you're not a a fucking right winger james i would you're not a right winger you know we're we're not this we're we're not this fucking we're not this echo chamber of 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 people that agree with each other i mean sean chris from from fucking kill the mockingbirds you know how i got acquainted with him on instagram i followed him he followed me not even through white rabbit i met him on my own because we had a it was during the george floyd riots and we had an not an like a spat, not an argument. We weren't attacking each other. We had this big disagreement about he he said to me, he said he doesn't think the police department should patrol neighborhoods. He says the police department should be like the fire department and sit in the police station until they're called. And that's what should be their only way they come out to calls. And I disagreed with that. And we, you know, we, we had some points and we, we were laughing and then it was all of a sudden, he's like, Hey, why don't you come on my show and we'll talk about it. And I'm like, Oh, this guy's going to try to fucking burn me. And I said, Oh, let's do it. And it was an audio only show at the time he was doing. And let me tell you, I, I got shit faced. So did he, we were on, we, like, we could see each other, but it's audio only like, you know, how you do recording it. And yeah. we did a three and a half hour show and we, we, we don't agree on I don't think we we agree on very very little. Yes. yes. And it was one of the best conversations, civil discourse that I've had in this game. And then he came on my show. We did like a. I don't know, I'm sorry. When I went on his show, we did it for like four hours. I finished a half a bottle of scotch and like two cigars, hanging out with him. And then he came on my show. We did a three and a half hour show. And it's crazy that you could do that with people and not agree on on almost anything and have a great conversation with somebody. And I wish more people were doing that in the regular world, having conversations. It's crazy that that is like a foreign concept now. Because it's not the way things always have been. That's the norm for fucking, it'd be dawn of time to like five minutes ago, that was the norm. It's just now that we've been led to believe that that's impossible and that everybody hates each other. And it's not. We haven't just been led to believe that it's been ingrained in us. Like my father is one of those old school conservatives. You don't talk about politics, religion, or money with people. Like you don't have the conversations. We didn't have those conversations at the dinner table. It was not something that we talked about. Even we had Sunday dinner. My grandmother come over. We'd have Sunday dinner every pot of sauce going every Sunday. And, and we, that was not, those are not topics of conversation. And those were things that you don't talk about. And as I got older and I would start to bring them up, they were immediately shut down at the dinner. James is not the place to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is exactly where we're supposed to talk about this stuff. So we can have civil discourse and talk yeah. about things that are going on and we can learn. This is why f- family members and best friends cut each other off because they don't know how to talk about things and have differing opinion, differing opinions and actually be like, all right, you know what? We can agree to disagree, but I still love you, man. Like I, you're still, you're still my friend. And, and I, I mean, Chris, strong Chris do the same thing all the time. Like we go back and forth. We don't agree on a lot of things. And, and, we, I, he's still a fucking awesome dude, and I respect him. Right. And he has every right to his opinion. I don't, I just don't agree with it. <laughs> That's the same thing with like Catalyst Jones, White Rabbit. Like he's he's an unbelievable guy. He, he's he's the best. I love talking to him. But he I'm not dinosaurs are real, right? He thinks right, dinosaurs yeah. aren't real. I, I'm not I'm not sold that the Earth is flat. But I, I but I'm not a big I'm rabbit. Not married to the ball either. Right. I'm not married to the ball either, though. I'll tell you that. I don't. I, I you know what it is. I don't think I care enough about it to be married to either one 
but I'm mm-hmm. interested in the conversation and I like the conspiracy theories, not saying I, I believe in a lot of them and even some stuff that you talk about, James, I, I, I don't uh, agree with, you know, or, or, or get into those rabbit holes, but I still like having the conversation about it because I like to hear about it and I'm willing to hear about it. It's the people that aren't willing to hear about it and shut you down and say, you know what? You're a fucking conspiracy theorist. You're you're a conservative insurrectionist. I don't want to talk to you. I want to attack your humanity. If I find out where you work, I want to get you fired. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Have your kids taken away. And you're a racist. The racist and that, right. Misogynist. Right. Misogynist. Yeah. And and, and it's like transphobe. Well, yeah, transphobe. Well, you know, it, it's 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 a fucking clown world. I fucking hated here, dude. I fucking hated here. Like, this is why I'm so anti-PC culture. Like, we have to just bulldoze through it. Like, fuck no, we you. are, man. We are. No, we are. I, we, I, we, I, I, tide is turning i feel like one of the biggest things they're trying to do is demoralize everybody they want you to fucking feel like ah, there's nothing i could do i bet i might as well not try and put my kid into a homeschool group because no one else is going to do that right. i might as well shut my fucking mouth that's bullshit and they want you to there's hate a lot people of- with the opposite view mm-hmm. well and that's why me, me and garrett from sergeant and samurai are starting win- winning wednesdays every 12 doon eastern uh and we're going to bring More a positive time. And we're gonna do some. Really, we're gonna do some really fun stuff. Uh, First of all, I don't see how you might want to. You might want to join in on this one because we're gonna. Because now that you have the green egg, I'm getting the. I think I'm picking up the pit boss tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna be smoking at, meat like a motherfucker. I think I'm gonna do a brisket tomorrow on my yeah, green egg. Actually, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. This is what we're doing. So, uh, Garrett has a Traeger. I I'm I gonna get fucking awesome. I'm gonna get the 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 same equivalent pit pit boss that he has same price point, and you have this extravagant green egg, and we're gonna start smoking some meats, and we're gonna do the same recipes all across the country, and 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 we're gonna see how they come out in the different things, and we're gonna talk shit to each other, and uh, I might I might bring out my my friend George McDougal, oh and uh, he he's a red blooded American, he's got a full full mullet, and he just all he wears is an American American flag apron and uh, Macho Man Randy Savage sunglasses. And he's gonna, he's gonna smoke funny. some meats with us. He's gonna smoke some meats with us. And uh, Gar- Garrett's gonna smoke some meats in New Jersey. So I don't know if you want to bring the green egg out and and compete in some of oh, our, our our meat smokes. We're gonna do some fun stuff. I'm gonna be talking so much shit, and it's gonna be YouTube friendly. I like no that. Problem. It's I really like that. You gotta do shit like that. You gotta have fucking fun. You gotta do stuff yes. outside of politics. I guess it's important to have talk politics at the dinner table, like we we're saying before. But I also don't want to only talk politics uh-huh. at the dinner table, right? I also don't want to like you guys were asking before, like, what am I? I think I'm an anarchist. My like, I don't like walk around my entire fucking like identity is being an anarchist or a Republican or conservative. I'm right. just a fucking guy who li- right. I like fucking. Marvel, I like Star Wars, I like Halo, I like Pop Funkos, I fucking like politics too. I, I don't Halo's, wear that Halo's on my trash. shoulder everywhere. Halo's, Halo's trash. Oh, oh yeah, it's Halo's completely trash now. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. On your show, you do, you do, you do movie reviews, you do gun reviews, yeah. you do cigar reviews. Trying to do a little of everything, man. Yeah, we do, you know. You do, we do a lot, lot of TV of show reviews. We've been reviewing a lot of the Disney shit. I know you guys give me shit sometimes about that, right? <laughs> because it's Disney, but at the same time, like. I'm reviewing it with the intention of keeping an eye on what the fuck they're doing. I like, of course, like, of course. Yeah. I like that. I like that aspect. I like that aspect because it has gotten so ridiculous and and so woke on everything they're doing. Like, look at how bad Buzz Lightyear has flopped. Yes. And, and so uh, what I've noticed is Buzz that. Lightyear? 
are there for the most part the stuff i watch that disney creates is more of the adult content like the mcu and like yeah there's some woke shit in there but they're they're concentrating the really woke shit towards the children's programming like Mm -hmm. buzz lightyear and all the other animated things like star wars wasn't really woke Right, and most of the Marvel stuff is not really that woke. I mean, there might be a thing here or there, but the, the the child shit is fucking woke as as fuck. It was pretty woke, and China China made it unwoke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're not down with any of that shit. They're not down with any of that. You look at the cover that we had, the cover that China had. It was completely different. Uh, it's 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 insane uh, how crazy Disney bends the knee to China. Yeah, I, and, you know what I do like. I do like that Top Gun made all that money without the China market. That was really that was really like a kick in the ass where they didn't they didn't bend the knee to China in the regular movie and and they didn't remove I believe it was the Taiwan flag from uh right. from Tom Cruise's from jacket, jacket and it was a fucking yeah. blockbuster and they did it all without the China market without the China money. They crushed, they, I haven't seen it yet. Me neither. Uh, I'm gonna see it now. I plan I plan it. I want to see it because I heard it was actually good. And even though I hate hate Tom Cruise, I I agree with you, Skaggs. Like we're fighting this war. We're trying to save this country. Not just so we can be like, all right, we saved the country. Now let's just go back to doing what we were doing before. Like we want to do the things that we enjoy and everybody has different interests. Like I say all the time, my favorite movies are Casino, uh, Goodfellas. Me I too. hate Robert De Niro. I hate him. Me like he's, a, right. he's an evil piece of shit. But right. I'm not going to stop watching those movies no. I'm, and, 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 and deprive myself of that enjoyment. And I took a couple years off of sports. And and it, it really affected me because I have a great relationship with some of my friends around fantasy and a great relationship with my father around sports. And that was completely gone. Like I couldn't even have those conversations with my father because I wasn't even paying attention as a huge Jets fan and, and Yankees fan. And it was it was difficult and I didn't like it. And and that's why I'm fighting so I can have those conversations with my father exactly. and enjoy those moments with my father, regardless if it's bread and circus and it's it's meant to distract us from things. But those are the things that I enjoy. I enjoy sports. I enjoy these things. I enjoy these movies. And I'm not going to stop doing them. That's the things that I'm fighting to save. Yep. And, yeah. uh, and I, I 100% agree when you say that we need to continue doing those things. And I'm very excited to do this show with Garrett. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna smoke some meats, and my friend George McDougal, uh, he's gonna come out. And you're tra- you 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 got a shitty Traeger, this guy. Yeah, it's Traeger. You a Traeger guy? Well, you know what I say to Traeger? Fuck you, Traeger. <laughs> and you said you were doing this Winning Wednesdays with Garrett. Garrett, for those Garrett's from Sergeant and Samurai podcast with uh, Steve, which is another another great show. And uh, you're you're doing it when we had a phone conversation. You, you guys aren't going to really, which I, I, it's going to be interesting to try to no see. This, we can do it. No you and Garrett, <laughs> I don't know if you and Garrett could do a show without mentioning politics or George Soros. Nobody believes in us. Nobody believes in us. Are you guys going to like wheel a grill into the studio too? Like, or are you guys going to listen to each other? He's in New Jersey. I'm in Vegas. So so I'm going to cook at my house and he's going to cook at his house and he's going to film it and we're going to make a little video. He's going to have his kids run around. They're going to be like little shorts. So it's not, they're going to be like five minute shorts that we're going to add into our episodes uh, just to make, to have some fun um, and make YouTube friendly content. So those will be shorts on YouTube and things like that. 
You um, and Garrett making YouTube-friendly content. Yeah, so I, you, you, you should go by a complete but, alias, though, because no, as soon no, as your fucking name is on the show, on the show, the, the, especially when I'm going to be doing the meet, I'm going to be George McDougal. And I have a mullet. I have a full-blown mullet, like Jerry Curl mullet. I'm going to have an American flag apron, oh macho man sunglasses, and I'm going to dye my beard black, and <laughs> and I'm going to be smoking some meats, and I'm going to just be talking so much shit to Garrett. Like, and, and like the whole, the whole thing is going to be, oh, I don't fucking, no greens at my table, no greens, no, no vegetables, no nothing, and Garrett's going to be that very uh, New York dad. And his kids are going to be running around, and then we're going to make fun little shorts. It's going to be fun. It's going to uh, be interesting. Oh, it's going to be hilarious. So then we're and then we're going to do we're going to try to do some feel good stories on our show and talk some more positive messages because everybody's going through the suck right now. And there's so many shows that we're talking about like this garbage. I like that you guys are doing like movie reviews, beer reviews, things like that. Like that's that's some really cool content because everybody's suffering right now with the economy, the cost of everything, and people don't know what to do and. Uh, they don't, the, the mental game of this is very difficult for so many. Um, and we want to highlight that and, and cover some feel good stories. You know, there's plenty of things that people are actually doing to help others and, and, uh, that, that are going on. The media will never, never cover cause it doesn't go with the narrative or push their agenda. Um, you know, so we want to cover yeah. those it's, as it's well. Interesting, it's interesting cause that's kind of always been the way it's always been too, right? Like news and coverage of things is always primarily negative. I feel like that's almost maybe a human nature sort of thing. It's like we only highlight bad shit for the most part. We never really highlight good things to each other for some reason. No, unless it's like a, you know, like if it's a win in Supreme Court, if we win something against the fucking yeah. left, then of course. But even then, even then, it's still based in a negative, right? Like we won against this oppressive thing that occurred. True. You know? Yeah. I can't wait for you guys to do it on Two Dudes Men to do a uh, a review of the cigars I'm uh, I'm coming out with. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'm not the biggest cigar guy. I do like them, but I'm down. I'll do some. I, I, I already, I, they're going to be shit, Alan. Shit ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I give them zero. <laughs> I, I spent I spent a lot of time on on coming up with with like cigars, uh, cigar blends that I like, and that I think other. You know, other than that, that the, the average cigar smoker would like. Like, I think there's something for. I'm coming out with four different ones uh, out of the gate, and I think there's something for any level of cigar smoker to like. Like, it's uh the website. Well, the 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 coming soon. Uh, the website's up where you can actually go and sign up to to get notified for the launch. The Patriot Cigar Company. It's mypatriotcigars.com. So that actually went up today, so people can go and put their email in, and we'll get they'll get notified when we're going to launch. I'm hoping to launch uh, end of summer, when all the cigars are, are in, and we'll be uh, hopefully selling like hotcakes on the website. And then every every show out there that that that's interested, I want to be the Mike Lindell of cigars. Everyone's going to have promo codes and a, a, a fill cigar. cigar. Everybody gets right. cigars. I'm be the I want to be the humble cigar farmer, like uh, Mike Lindell is the humble pillow farmer. Hey, and that's another thing, overdoer. I like cigars. So, you know what? Let's start a cigar company and come up with my own, which is uh, all the little uh, tobacco slaves in Nicaragua are rolling the cigars and making the boxes at, at, the, at, at the factory. Yep. And uh, hopefully uh, hopefully it takes off and people who like cigars will, will enjoy them. And, and on top of that... 
when you I'm working out with uh, uh, two or three, I, I have a list of three. I'm going to narrow it down to two uh, organizations that when you do purchase cigars, we'll be giving back. One is going to be uh, Tunnel to Towers, which uh, these huge, huge. I, I've I've donated a lot to that, and they're they're uh, they they pay off mortgages for uh, firefighters, police officers, and even military members who were killed uh, in the, in the, the line of duty. They they pay off the family's mortgage. I think they still even sometimes uh, maybe build a house or renovate a house, and then um, it's possibly uh, either the Navy SEAL Foundation or Folds of Honor, depending on 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 which one I choose after after vetting and all that. But when you buy from from Patriot Cigars, we're going to be giving back to first responders and 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 military veteran services one way or another, and part of the the uh, the, the net profit. So, and uh, yeah, hopefully maybe integrating some cool stuff like coffee and stuff in the future once it gets rolling. So we'll see what happens. I, I might be jumping in on the coffee move. Yeah, yeah, we'll I'm a big coffee guy too. So me too. That one. So so yeah, well, me and Alan have been talking about that. And yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, we'll definitely have to figure something out. Skag, you, you're, you're, are you a coffee snob? I'm not going to say a snob. I just drink my coffee black, but I'd like coffee. I have a cup every day. I like trying a different, you know, style. Mm-hmm. Every month I usually get like a, di- a random different, you know, bean from some random place and try it out. But I'm not like a snob or anything, I'd say. You should try. Right now I'm, I've been stuck on them a while. It's my go-to. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to New Orleans for Mardi Gras or any other time, but the, the famous uh, – Cafe du Mar with the, uh, oh, yeah, the famous for their Cafe du Monde. I've been to Cafe du Monde, yeah. Okay, me, so, me too. Du Monde, right, me too. And I, I, so they have their own coffee and they, you can get it on Amazon in the cans. They have their French roast and then their regular one in the yellow can. And that's, it, it, it's, it's strong coffee. That was the best cup of coffee I've ever had. And I, I was in, I'm in Mardi Gras 2001. That was the last time. And, uh, and now that's, I, I order it by like the six pack cans and that's probably my go-to right now. I'll be honest. I'm not a big fan of black rifle coffee. Any of the stuff that they have, it's like, eh, it's all right. It's, it's kind of gimmicky so, to me, but. So when Alan started the cigar company, I immediately said to him, I was like, Hey, I, I have a coffee connection. We can add some coffee to that. And coffee uh, and cigars. It's a good man. And coffee and cigars. And yeah. we can build our own roast and pick out our own and make multiple roasts and they'll bag it for us. So, uh, I'm really, I'm, I think we're going to, that, that'd be an awesome idea. I think a lot of people would like that. We get subscription yeah. services. Yeah. Um, but we got to get this, you got to get the cigar company up and running and get people oh. buying some cigars. Hopefully August I should have, uh, yeah. I should have, I should have roughly 500 or so boxes delivered to me sometime in August. If, uh, if everything, if everything works right. So, we just, you know, hoping and praying. Maybe I could, uh, I could retire selling cigars. <laughs> That'd be nice. Who knows? Something you enjoy and you love, right? Smoke it is. Some I, 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 pro- I, I'd say it's smoke. I smoke every day. Yeah, I think I, I maybe there's a day that goes by I don't have one, but like, I, I smoked three yesterday. I smoked two today. You know, and it's a, this whole weekend. I'll probably, I'll probably smoke about a dozen of them by the time Monday. Well, you know. Th- comes around but it's just uh, i enjoy uh, honestly and and um it it's like it's like cigars i guess cigars are like my yoga like that i'll sit there i could sit there and quiet and just smoke a cigar for two hours you know you have a good cigar that lasts you like two hours and i'm good I'm, i don't have to talk to anybody 
and and I could just sit there in my yard and do it. But I love I love hanging out with a group of people smoking cigars and bullshitting. And uh it's just like smoking weed. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess maybe that's a, yeah. that's a lot like smoking weed. Yeah, it doesn't get me high, it just relaxes me. I can't explain it. Like I just uh Well, I enjoy a nice cigar. I enjoy a nice cigar. There's like a meditation aspect to it, you know. Like it takes a long time. You sit there, you relax. It does give you a little buzz, so it's it's good, definitely. Yeah, I do tell people never smoke on an empty stomach because that's when you yeah. get the spins, you get nauseous. Um, there's actually a quick fix to that. A lot of people don't know about if you um, if you're gonna smoke a cigar and you know like the boys are smoking and you haven't eaten. First, I tell everybody just eat. Make sure you eat. I, I can't smoke on an empty stomach. But um, it doesn't affect me, even if I do, as much as people that like aren't big cigar smokers. But if you take a packet of sugar, just like a regular sugar packet, and you just open it up, right, right down, right down your throat, it takes the spins away like immediately. You sound like a crackhead. It's like Matt. It, yeah, <laughs> it's like, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden told me that. I, he, he, was doing it with Parme- yeah, he was doing it with Parmesan cheese. Why don't you, Hunter? Why don't you try sugar? It might work better, and the sh- the, the, the 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 sugar worked. But yeah, and you know. And I, I, I'm around so many people that smoke cigars that maybe that some are into it like I am. Some maybe just want to smoke socially, which I get. But there are different ways to smoke cigars and to actually get the enjoyment out of it. You know, you have some people, they'll smoke a cigar, they'll suck it down. They're puffing it every every five seconds when you're not supposed to do because you just, you just ruin the whole cigar basically and how it burns and everything else and all that bullshit. Uh, but, um, but then like, if you know you never inhale a cigar, you know that you inhale a cigar, you're, you're gonna fucking die of lung cancer in five minutes. But um, but you can, you know, yeah, I, I, I get it's true. I listen. I've I have so many people. Do you inhale them? No asshole. You inhale this big fucking thing. Are you kidding me? You'll die. No, you can't inhale it. It's not a fucking cigarette. But then you can what they call retrohale. You know, you, where you 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 take the smoke in and you and you and you you close off and you you blow the you hold it you blow the smoke out of your nose and it gives you a completely different experience and i when i started smoke i started smoking cigars when i was 20 years old i'm 43 and i still don't have cancer so i, I guess i'm i'm He's dead I'm, He's dead. <laughs> I'm dead but like, and I would just smoke it regular. Like, I would never do that. I would just smoke, and I wouldn't even hold the smoke. But when you start, like, had different stages on how to smoke cigars, and when you're, then when you start that retrohale, which I've been doing a long time, it just, it, it, it changes the whole dynamic of the flavors, and you can actually get different notes in the cigar, which you'd never get just, you know, puffing well, It's getting different senses, right? It's, it's getting into your, you know, like, the senses in your nose and whatnot, yeah. instead of just, like, the taste buds on your mouth, so... Right. But you can ding dong. <laughs> Fuck your life. Ding dong. It's crazy. I can sit here and talk about cigars for fucking hours. It's retarded. Cigar. Yeah, my buddy my buddy Jerry, he's a NYPD cop. He's done a couple of the uh, cigar reviews with us. We went out there recently. He's out in Long Island too. Uh huh. you know, like like he's a Long Island guy. We'll make sure we get him some cigars. cigars. I'll be picking up samples out to everybody. He's a big uh, cigar guy, just like you. Is he a Jets fan? No, he's a Giants fan. I can get fucked. He can get fucked. Fuck you I, I legit want, even if there's people oh, that are going to listen to this or watch this, like if 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 you're a cigar guy and I, I'm willing to send samples out, I want honest reviews. I want critiques. I want what you like, maybe what you dislike about it from down to the smoking experience to how it burns to the construction, everything, because I'm really, really picky 
and OCD on how these are coming together. Like, I don't want some big veiny fucking cigar like you're blowing your neighbor and some of these matters. Yeah, like, no, I... I want I want something really nice and and you know it's um, I heard they took the veins away from Snickers bars. I haven't bought one to test it out, but I heard they took the veins out. Really? Yeah, I heard they did it. Why were they making people uncomfortable? Yeah, easy culture. Veins yeah. Snickers bars. At the same time, they'll chop your fucking kid's dick off. Yeah, nope. give, them, <laughs> give, them, give them puberty blockers and chemically right. right. veins in my Snickers. Nope. Can't have veins in the stickers. Big black veiny snicker. We did it. We did it, Joe. She likes veiny snickers. Nah, she she doesn't like black veiny snickers. She doesn't like a white husband. Yeah, she likes white chocolate. She, no, she she was with Montel Williams on the red carpet. She got in her. She got she down third with wheel too, right? Wasn't she like third wheel? He was like he had two yeah. more. He, yeah. he dated he dated her. I don't get yeah. it. All of these all of these big black she and was Hispanic. She was a hoe. She was a hoe. All these black and Spanish um, uh, politicians, these women like AOC and Kamala Harris, I'm sure I'm missing a few other things. Was. They all talk shit about, about white men, and they're all fucking married or banging white men. Like, I don't get it. Like, when AOC talks about how white men are racist, and then she goes home to her white ginger, like, does he sit there in the corner like, oh, oh, now you like white men now? Like, I had... She probably cucks him. She probably cucks him. Yeah, he seems seems like a big beta male. Yeah, they probably go to sex parties, and she probably cucks him. I'm sure, because they're into all that fucking weird shit. I'm sure he gets cucked. He does not look like an alpha. Um... She's on a fucking trap on it. She pegs his ass without oh, all day, oh, dude. All, all fucking day. Um, no, it's it's uh it's clown world, Alan. It's total fucking clown world. They they say what they they want to say, they don't care if it's true, they don't care if there's any substance behind it, they just say what they have to say to get us to believe what's going on, and meanwhile they go and do whatever the fuck they want. It was the same thing with the lockdowns. It was the same. Like, look, look at how many times it's happened. Like, yay. Yeah, do this, 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 and this while, uh, while we're going to go and do exactly what we told you not to do. Like, right. it, it's... You don't it's, actually believe that shit. It's all fucked yeah. a lot. You just use the best example ever. They told you to fucking shut down your business on lockdown, and Boris Johnson's popping bottles in fucking London in his office. With Gavin, New- Gavin Newsom's having dinner with his friends and family. Gretchen Whit- Whitmore's going out to the bars with her her, her friends and family. Like telling laughing. her husband. Yeah, laughing. They're laughing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They're, you know, they're saying, you know, white men are the devil and et cetera. I wouldn't be fucking surprised if they're going to Klan meetings underground somewhere. You know? <laughs> well, that's where the, the, the Klan came from was the Democrats. Yeah, it was, it's true. It's true. It was it was all all them and and you look at look at even what's going on with roe v wade like it, it, so many people are trying to equate racism to it and they're like oh they're they're uh you know they're, they're using the the woman like sean chris used the woman from uh at the trump rally that this is great for for white all lives oh she, yeah she misspoke she white. misspoke yeah, talk about white life and, and, and and I'm and I think it's a I think it's a little bit of a stretch because you really think about it, more black people die from abortion than right. all of the other things combined, like cancer, yeah. AIDS, everything combined. More more black people die from abortion. And why do you think that there's they're they're only only in in uh black black communities? Yeah. They're, they're, 
They're 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 never in white communities. If Planned Parenthood wasn't wasn't in ever in existence, I'm imagining that the black population in this country would be triple what it is now. I'm sure it would be. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. And, and, Wasn't and, Planned Parenthood founded by some fucking person? Yeah, Singer, Martin Martin Singer, white, white, Democrat, racist. Yeah, she's quote, quote, she's a, a eugenicist. Like she spoke yeah. in front of the KKK in in her autobiography. She talks about how she wanted to kill black people. Like this was the whole purpose of Planned Parenthood, and she used people in the black community. Major Tour did a great post about it. Uh, but she used she used people in the black community uh, to get the trust of the, the 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 black community to get them to do these things, and and it's the same tactic they're using now with celebrities and Reverend Jackson and Al Sharpton and all these people. They're using these people to to get the trust of the actual community and 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 get them to do what they want to do. But th- this this it's funny because it, if even if that was something that she intended on she's a fucking idiot because at the end of the day it saved more black lives than any anything else way more but like and it's not even close like the numbers don't even compare yeah that's wild she's a vile cunt (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy man it really is crazy that people come out with such just like evil fucking plans like i don't know man i don't have enough time for that shit and then you know, I, I, I wish I wish I, I I wish it wasn't real. And then you don't have time for that shit, but it's important to know. And so many people don't understand this. Like this woman, Hillary Clinton called this woman her hero. Like yeah. this, yeah. this is like her name is still on plaques in some Planned Parenthood facilities. Some of them removed them, but I believe there are some still in New York uh, that have her name in in so, plaques. Here's here here's here's the post by Major Tour. Planned Parenthood was um, Monterey, you mean? Monterey? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, I speak however I want. Uh, I apologize. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> Planned Parenthood was originally called the Negro Project, founded by Margaret Sanger, a white supremacist eugenicist who believed black babies need to be killed to preserve the white race. The Roe v. Wade ruling was a continuation of that program, but you all pro-black, right? When speaking to the KKK, she gave it a eugenics approach to breeding for the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extinction of defective stocks. Those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization. Her words in her autobiography. In 1939, letter to Dr. C.J. Gamble, Sanger urged him to get over his reluctance to hire a full-time Negro physician as the colored Negroes can get closer to their own members and more or less lay their cards on the table, which means their ignorance, superstitions, and doubt. This is this is her approach. Infiltrate, gain trust by using trusted sources in the community. She used Mary McLeod, Bethane, W.E.B. Dubois, Reverend Adam Clayton Powell Sr. and others to present the Negro Project as a solution to poverty and high birth rates. Today's <laughs> mouthpieces for Planned Parenthood claim that lack of access while black women access abortion clinics at a five time five times the rate of white women. Abortion kills more black lives than all other causes of death combined. 
Same approach today. White liberals, progressives, and so-called allies continue to use the pay use slash pay black influencers slash artists and trusted sources to promote the largest instrument of black death simultaneously and contradictorily screaming black lives matter when convenient black people this is neo-colonialism black death using black faces for the same outcome as intended the progressive and so-called liberal is still attempting to kill you they are experts at manipulation rebranding pr and deceit i couldn't have said it better It's, it's exactly what's going on, and people, they're, they're trying to make it a racial issue when in reality, this ruling is, is going to end up saving more black lives than any, any other race and, and, and anything going on, and it's, it, it, black people should be celebrating. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you, man. It really is something. Uh, it, even just in terms of just like normal people I know, hearing them talk about abortion and the million and one excuses as to why it has to happen, they start to sound like eugenicists I, they really do with yeah. some of these you know examples they throw out there and and they're they're people that i know in real life they're not eugenicists they're not nazis they're right. just normal people but they just regurgitate like these talking points incest. very much like uh, like a like a hitler youth program or a nazi eugenicist program and they don't even realize that shit it's fucking bizarre it's a yeah. psyop man it really is hundred percent. People have been brainwashed. I used to get mad at people when, cause it's so obvious what's going on right now. Like, it's like, how can you not see it? But then you forget they've been literally brainwashed since the time that they were born yeah. with in, in every aspect, except, especially like, I really think that the programming really started in our parents' generation with the food and, and, yeah. and all the TV dinners and starting to remove the family nucleus and, and things like that. And then our generation was the schooling. And that's when they started to really hammer the standardized testing and the government funding inside of the schooling. It didn't come until really our generation. Um, and, uh, and now look at where we're at because we're so brainwashed because that food, all those chemicals that have been pushed down through our parents, and the TV dinners and fast food, like the first McDonald's was like 1942. It didn't really become a thing until the 50s or in the mid 60s. Like that's mm. our parents generation. Really think about it. Yeah. And, and now, now it's a staple in everybody's home. And, and yeah. when they ate that since they were a kid, they grew up in all those chemicals. We don't have any research or long-term studies to see the actual effects that's having on uh, us and the, and the kids that we're having. My kid doesn't I, eat McDonald's. No, but no, but, but, but think about, think about it. You ate McDonald's as a kid mother, and not a mother, lot. Her mother ate McDonald's and think of how many people throughout this this, this country ate all this trash for so many years and then they gave birth. Look at, look at how, how feminized it's made our community and, and look at what's done to men, especially inside this community. It's, it's it, not in the, in the community, in the world, like yeah. men, men have been so, so emasculated and they're just so far removed from, from where they once were. Um, and it's, I, the food plays a huge role and that goes down through generation through generation and it's made a huge impact. Now the schooling, look what the schooling has done. It's literally made, breeded a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Uh, you know what's you know what's interesting, James, about what you're saying is what you're saying. Had you said this six years ago, that would have been considered a left wing position. You'd have been considered some sort of left wing talking head pundit talking mm-hmm. about this stuff. But now Agreed. you're a conspiracy theorist. You're probably a right wing. You know, Maniac. you're a, a domestic terrorist. I'm a domestic terrorist. Right. Interesting, isn't it? it is crazy. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Like my first, red, I, my first red pill was hating Republicans because of the Bush family. Like I was mm-hmm. like, yo, fuck Dick Cheney, all these fucking warmongering pieces of right. shit. Fuck them all. Like get rid of them. Um, and and very quickly, Obama made me realize that oh, they're they're all the fucking same. They're yeah. all right um <laughs> the guy who promised change that was the fucking slogan well no but, but, but think about it i wanted to i wanted to vote for ron paul my parents talked me out of it so i i i i talk all the time i say all the time i voted for obama thinking they would never let a black guy get into power like he's an outsider he showed up from no out of nowhere like mm-hmm. he literally showed up out of nowhere like he no one expected him to be the guy and now all of a sudden he's the guy i was like oh maybe he is gonna bring change maybe right. he is that guy i'm sure he was uh, the guy very very quickly we realized that that was not the case and then he i did continued not. all the worst fucking things they did and you yes. know even expanded upon them so yes yeah. he was not any sort of fucking agent of change in any manner of the word whatsoever Still running the show some in some in some fashion a thousand percent well he's making some sort of decisions for joe biden i still don't think that they're they're in in, in the control that they're at, people actually perceive personally yeah i really don't it's wild you know what? I, I have the Fourth of July weekend. This is like, yeah. uh, what are you guys doing for the Fourth? Skags, what are you doing for the weekend? Uh, I'm actually going to be on the Fourth back in Long Island at my buddy Jerry's house. Uh, he's having a barbecue there, so I'll be out there. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. In, in Nassau or Suffolk? He's in Suffolk, I think. I'm what sure time? It's a long fucking drive for me up in Connecticut. It's like a two-hour drive almost. Oh yeah, so I mean, you're, you're, if you're in Connecticut, it's two-hour drive. You go to Suffolk because it literally where I am in Nassau to, to, to hit to hit Connecticut, like an hour and a half. It's not sometimes less, sometimes less, depending. But yeah, that's not bad. What are you doing, James? I think I'm buying the smoker tomorrow, and I think I'm going to smoke some meat. You're going to smoke right. meat? But yeah, that's yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm just sitting at home. I I, I I'm not yeah. I don't plan on going anywhere. I'm just going to relax and enjoy being free maybe i'll maybe i'll read my pocket constitution fourth of july morning i'll just read it from well, cover to cover you know <laughs> i i also pick, i also picked up this the constitution and other writings nice and it's got it's got a lot of fucking good shit like the mayflower the mayflower compact uh the silent do good letters it's got the give me give me give liberty give me death treaty of uh paris the treaty of Reci- the northwest ordinance jefferson's inaugural address like it's got a lot of stuff in here it's like a lot of really good stuff that i want to read and get into and actually understand and and i picked up common sense as well by thomas Paine to really kind of understand our our founding and and the thoughts that these guys had because it's pretty cool that we can look back and and actually look into that where especially from that time um you know and i think about what we're doing right now is something similar because you really think about what's going on. We're actually documenting our thoughts through the, through history. These are historical moments that are happening, regardless that we're living through it or not. Like this is a crazy point in time and there's going to be a time, whether we win or, win or lose, that is going to be told by the victor. Yeah. And our, we're gonna be able to document our thoughts 30, 40, 50 years down the road. We're gonna be able to show our, our future generations, like, hey, this is what we were thinking yeah. while all yeah. this fucking crazy shit was going on. Right. Like. They wrote it down on parchment. We just recorded it and, you know, put it on video. Exactly. Like, I I think about this. You think about we lived through a lot of moments in history. Like, 9-11 mainly was the biggest one. But we've still lived through a lot of major moments throughout history. We never had a world war or anything like that. But we've been at war for most of our life because of Mm 9-11. Now, um, uh, fuck, what was I? Where was I going with that? Um, Oh, so, 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 so with school... 
they're already starting to put the textbooks together for 9-11 and teach people about the, the events that took place because we're now coming up on almost 25 years mm -hmm. since the events took place. We lived through these events. You look at the history books, it has nothing to do with actually what happened. It's total nonsense. It's, it's, it's totally fabricated. Like there's some bits and pieces of actual real events, but it's very little to do. They never mentioned uh, the other buildings. They, they give no, you I such think a, a lot of it's going to be more of how the country came together, how we were attacked. And I, I think that it, it's not going to get into the, the details of the history, yeah. the details oh, right. of, of how it came about, you know, and, it, what, it, what it, happens it, when we're dead, what happens when the people like us who lived through it, who, who see all the anomalies and the clear anomalies and the holes in the story are no longer here. And we can no longer tell the world, Hey, this is what really happened. We're no longer here at all. It, 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 now it's just based on what's written in the history books, right? Cause we're no longer here to tell that story, what people wrote in the history books. And this is why they try to censor us because they don't want our hist us to be telling that history. They want that gone. They don't want people to know about this stuff. So the thing is, though, that history is an open-ended book. It never ends, right? So the goal is that we have to have our own families and our own legacy, and we have to mm -hmm. instill those same values and that critical thinking and thought into the next generation. And they're going to have their own historical things that happen to them. They'll have their own 9-11s and their wars and whatever. And right. hopefully will have given them, you know, the, the the best foundation we possibly could on could have for them to deal with it the same way that we're dealing with this shit now. That's the way I look at it, at least. It's a good way to look at it. It's it's true. It's true. Everybody, you know. Yeah. But that's why they're trying to destroy the family nucleus and get get that all all out of the way so they, they have Yeah, exactly. Right. I do yeah. think one interesting thing too is like with the technological age books on you know like uh, amazon kindle or whatever or like articles are now online like they're not in print anymore all of that shit can be manipulated in the future so like msnbc could write an article today saying a certain saying a certain thing they can then go back later and edit the words to fit something in the future if it, if what they said in the past doesn't align or doesn't make sense or oh, something. The party switched. Like the party switched. They come up with some crazy right. narrative like that. They we just make some shit up with a bunch of wannabe, oh, yeah. you know, it was with some essay yeah. writers, you know, make the 1619 project. You know, they can some just scholars, make that. Yeah. Right. Some, 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 right. some, some scholars. scholars. Right. Give me a fucking break. Uh, and another Freedom Friday. We're almost a three hour yeah. banger, boys. Uh, this is never made it. <laughs> What's that? I yeah, know. he never. So we're gonna have to have you guys back on when you guys are together in the studio together. Yeah, I think, yeah we'll have to do that. That's the way what? I could just control uh, all technical <laughs> aspects of everything. Yeah, get it together, Chris. I'm sure you're listening. Get it together. <laughs> you're a grown ass man. We live through technology. You should know how to fix it. Make it happen. Hey, listen, it 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 happens. But we'll we'll, no, we'll, we'll get you guys best. back on. But speaking of the two doomed men, um. Please, you know, where does everybody find you guys and, and, and stuff like that? Sure. So easiest way is just go to our link tree. That's linktree.com slash to do men. Otherwise, just search to do men. We're on all the platforms. So all the social medias. Patriot uh, Podcast me. Network. Patriot Podcast Network, of course. Are um, you a CNN? <laughs> maybe. Uh, we're going gonna to displace CNN Plus, the Patriot Podcast Network. People are going to be coming to that network for the news. You know, no one's going to see CNN anymore. Should be coming Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, Skags89. That's where I post most of my political shit on there. I put my own thoughts to my name. Good. That's about it. Like that.
two doomed uh, men, Skaggs, and you know, the, the, the captain had some technical difficulties, but we'll, 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 we'll get him back on one day. Yeah. Thank and you guys for having us, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, check out two doomed men. We do more than just politics, too, like we were talking about before. We review shit. We have episodes where we just fuck around with our friends and get fucked up and talk about bullshit. We're actually going to be doing that tomorrow night. Uh, I have a couple guys coming over to my house. I'll be recording an episode. just getting fucked up. I don't That's know what we're sounds like a lot of fun. That's yeah. good. And uh, I like your, review, your review episodes, I think they're fucking awesome. That's a brilliant idea. Thanks. I, I like the Marvel stuff. I like I like all that stuff as well. Me and Roan actually talk about that all the time. Shout out to Roan from Steaks for Breakfast. Roan's a big Marvel geek. Yeah, he's a very big Marvel geek. I didn't realize that we talked about. He actually put me onto the show Titans, which was actually fucking dope. I've heard that's good. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, if you're a Marvel guy or a DC comic book guy, I was always a Batman fan. That was my jam. Yeah. Uh, so so Titans was fucking awesome on hbo max it was unbelievable i couldn't believe how good it was and roan put me onto that you should do a review on that you guys will enjoy it i'm telling you yeah we're thinking about doing a review of uh, the new beavis and butthead movie i Uh, heard it's pretty funny yeah it seems pretty fucking funny i've always liked beavis and butthead i gotta check that out i love beavis and butthead now i didn't even know the movie New movie. They were talking about white privilege. It was hysterical. yeah. That's a fucking great. Oh, scene. Sort of cool. I mean, yeah, it's fucking. Is amazing. it out yet or no? It's out. It's out on Paramount Plus. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna find it this weekend. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it too. I'm gonna watch it too. Maybe Alan, maybe we could do a uh, a, a watch along and see what. Happens. Last time we did a watch along, I got I got. I know, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to stream on Facebook for thirty days. What is a woman? Oh, copyright strike. I am Cornolio. I get a copyright strike. Yeah. All right. Well, Skags, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. It was fun. Two doomed men, everybody. You got to go check them out. And of course, we have James from We the People Radio. James, James, where can everybody find your show? Uh, WPRUSA.com. We're on all major podcasting platforms except for YouTube and Spotify. We're live every Tuesday, eight thirty Eastern. Don't forget to go to the Patriot Podcast Network. That's the best place to watch us if you're uh, if you have a Roku Fire Stick or a Roku TV. Um, and we're live and we're live on Friday eight at nine o'clock. And now Monday is starting the twentieth, right? Is that the first day? Whatever the next Monday is after the Fourth of July. Monday, yeah. So not this month. So it's not the twentieth. It's the thirteenth, I think. Well, we'll blast it out there on Monday, social media. Monday Madness. Monday Madness. It's going to be on the eleventh. Uh, 30 p.m. Eastern. It's right? 6.30 p.m. Eastern, yeah. So come and hang out. And uh, we're on True Social, We The People Radio with underscores. And, uh, yeah, there's so many fucking places. We The People Radio on indus- in- Instagram with periods in between each word. I know. It's like fucking crazy, dude. How many times? I- it's because we're so shadow banned censored. Like, hey, whatever floats your boat, wherever you want to find us, that's where that's we're at. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Know. Because we're so censored and shadow banned, and it's sad. I wish I could just say, "Hey, we're on YouTube," and "Hey, we're here," like most normal shows can do. But because right. of everything that's going on, we're literally all over the fucking place. We're kicked off of Spotify. We're kicked off of YouTube. We're kicked off of Twitch. It's bananas. Hopefully, Winning Wednesdays can stay on YouTube. Yeah, that'll probably be good. You guys will smoke your meats and talk about, you know, feel good yeah. stories. I can't wait to yeah. see you and, and we, have, we can have guests. We can have guest spots, and we can have we're gonna have we're gonna have meat smoke offs. Who can outsmoke each other's meats? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make Mark Zuckerberg look like he's never smoked a meat in his life. Oh, God. All right. 
Freedom Friday. Find my show, Great Divide, 1776.com. All the socials, Rumble, I'm everywhere. James, We the People Radio, Skags, Jujum's Men. Another Freedom Friday. Happy 4th of July. Celebrate America. God bless America. Happy 4th of July, everybody. And we'll see you soon. See ya.